This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review Monarch Legacy of Monsters on Apple TV and Marvel's Echo on Disney+. Plus. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, January 15th, 2024. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? I don't know. Check. Oh yeah, what's up listener, how's it going? Thank you for pressing play and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jockin' Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And joining us, a fella, is if you uh, yell in his slack hole, you're going to hear an echo. It's an Amazon <laughs> Echo device that's been lost down there for, for 20 years. Uh, Rugs, how's it going? It's Rug Boy. How you doing, everyone? <laughs> Can you hear the echo in my slack hole? Yeah, I hear. Is that your slack hole making that echo? Uh, oh, I thought you were going to make a cox no, joke. I thought I set that's you up. That's the for Iron that. Dragon down there. <laughs> oh, that's the dragon fighting Godzilla in the in his Axis Mundi. Ooh, what, what, one time Whoa. I fell on my Axis Mundi. It was painful. Imran's been trying to act access the Mundi his whole life. I could never access Mundi. <laughs> time definitely works differently down there. That's oh for sure. boy, does it. It's a little muddied in that timeline. <laughs> yes, I'm a lot older down there in the Axis Monday. Anyways, we just combined what we're going to review. Too. Yes, it's dirty. It's muddy. It's <laughs> raining. Uh, that's a little hint of what's to come in this episode, listener. Uh, very well done. Did we get a cox joke in there? I, I thought you were going to head into the cox. Well, we got Alakwa Cox. We got Charlie Cox. Not a lot of cox. We got too many cox. We got too many cox. We got a lot of cox. There's a lot of cox coming up. That's later in the show. All right. But we're going to start with the kaiju. Let's get into it, you fucks. The Jock and Ned Podcast. We got two TV show reviews to do. Very exciting. Two different geeky things. Yeah, it's a big show today. Big, big show. Yeah, we're going to start with the MonsterVerse and Godzilla Monarch Legacy of Monsters has wrapped up its 10 episode run on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, we're going to give you our thoughts on the finale. Here is your spoilers. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. This show is the sixth installment and the second television series of the MonsterVerse. Did you know it was the second? Yeah, it was the King Kong one. Yeah, that's canon. The animated Netflix eight episode King Kong show, which I did not see. Yeah, you didn't miss anything. Okay. Apparently it's canon. On Rotten Tomatoes, uh, this thing out of 81 reviews has a 89% critic score. 6.8 out of 10 audience thinks it's a 77%. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the numbers. Uh, well, I, think, the- uh, I think those critic scores are based on like the first couple episodes they get they, right they may not have seen the whole show yeah. as cuz it came out weekly yeah and we've been talking about it for the past 10 weeks uh, episode it's by here episode here there i don't know i wouldn't say yeah. we've been talking about it all that well, much well we've yes we've caught up it was every every uh, at the end of every show but now we will go through the full thing the show created by chris black and developed by chris black and matt fraction of the comic book writing matt fraction 
Right. Uh, which is kind of cool. And it stars Kurt Russell and his son, Wyatt Russell, playing the same character, Lee Shaw and young Lee Shaw. Also starring Kiersey Clemens as May, Anna Sawai as Kate Randa. You got Ren Watabi as Kentaro. Uh, you got Marie Yamamoto as Dr. Keiko Mwira. Anders Holm as a young Bill Randa. Uh, a couple of quick shots of uh, what's his face as the old Bill Randa. What's his name? Oh, John Goodman. John Goodman. Yeah. Uh, and then playing Hiroshi Randa, Takahiro Hira, uh, and a couple of other people. Oh, there's a guy named Tim, also played by <laughs> Joe Tippett. Tim. Guy named Tim. Oh yeah, Tim. Is he the Tim. guy with the glasses that works for Monarch? Yeah, he's yes. the guy with the beard. Tim is yeah. the guy who's always yelling at Monarch, and uh, he seems to take him seriously. Uh, anyways, we let's. We, I want to review what happens in the finale, but before we do that, Anthony, why don't you catch us up to what this show is about and uh, where we are, end up at the end of episode nine, if you can. Oh gosh. Oh. At the end of episode nine, Hiroshi and Kentaro think uh, their colleagues and friends are dead, but um, they are not dead. They have landed in what we thought was uh, Hollow Earth, and uh, what's her name? Kate and May and Kurt Russell's character Lee are all down there, and they're trying to figure out where to go, and Kurt Lee, Lee has been in hollow earth before and time works differently down there yeah. and it ends with uh we find out that keiko who we thought died in i think the second or third episode is alive i knew it i had a feeling she was still down there <laughs> she fell down the hole in the first episode yep. yeah we pretty much knew that she was gonna still be around uh, a couple of big revelations though in the last two episodes you know the the majority of the show you're you're following these two timelines in the 50s and then in 2015 uh, and as we've discussed, the 50s timeline, a lot more interesting, a lot more interesting characters with Keiko and young Bill and young Lee. And then the three idiot kids <laughs> in 2015 trying to do something. And Lee Shaw. But they we, we, we were guessing about who is Hiroshi's father, right? Turns out, big reveal, uh, neither Lee or Bill Randa is Hiroshi's biological dad. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Oh, yeah. And they explain Lee's uh, weird age gap uh, as they try to go and rescue. They go down the hole in 62. He's there for a little bit. He does say he thought it was about a week. He comes out and it's 1982. 20 years have passed. He is not aged. Uh, and then we learn essentially every day in this place is like a year, which is kind of a crazy, crazy way to spend time. Uh, so let's dive in to the finale and then we can talk about, uh, what you guys thought in the show. Anthony, what happens in the finale that stuck out? What did you like? Oh, so they're, they're down there and uh, Monarch in our modern or 20, whatever timeline, the timeline we're getting in real time in the show, 2015, 2015, they notice that there's distinct signals coming from down there as if someone's calling them. And it's been Keiko, who this whole time has been down there. But she's only been down there for 57 days. Yeah. Or 50 days or whatever it is. She comes across Kate, doesn't realize that that's her granddaughter. Lee makes a reveal. It's a big emotional thing. She realizes she's lost all this time. Um, Kentaro and uh, the guy named Tim work together because no one believes Tim that someone's calling. So Tim goes to Kentaro 
who then goes Hiroshi to be like, hey, they're still alive down there. Someone's calling. I think it's your kid. And uh, while that's happening, Lee repurposes one of the pods that got them down there to send back up, and they use some mumbo-jumbo to call monsters to open up a portal. Uh, the Iron Dragon comes along. Godzilla comes along. We have a small kaiju battle. While they're fighting, this opens up a gateway for them to go back to Earth. They go back to Earth, but Lee sacrifices himself to do it. He gets stuck down there because he wants to complete his mission to save Keiko. They go back up, and it ends with them being... They've, they've only been down there for, what, maybe a couple hours? Two days? T- well, I would I think, like, two days if every day is a year. No, I don't think the time, like, I don't know if they okay. even find it like that. Okay. But they come back up. They think it's the present time. Hiroshi is there. Kentaro is there. But then they realize it's been two years. Two years of And Kentaro and Hiroshi, since Monarch is not working with those guys and Tim, they're now working with Apex. Yep. And uh, they end up landing at an apex facility on Skull Island, and then Kong comes out and beats his chest and sucks someone's dick. Fucking Kong. Also, we had Godzilla and a quick Kong. Yes, it's 2017. Apex has a base on Skull Island as well. Yes. Monarch had it there. Uh, Ruggs, what did you think about this finale there? We'll start with you. Uh, I mean, like, there was some good acting. Oh, it was very heartbreaking and emotional. The uh, the girl who plays Keiko is amazing. She killed and, it. Yeah, when she realizes what's happened, how much time has passed, and even the Mr. chemistry Sun. with 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 Kurt Russell was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And hey, her having to Murray deal with Yamamoto. this whole discovery of that she's missed all this time, and it was very well acted that in that moment, and I, I felt like it had it had some weight to it, and it felt like a good re- resolution to you know this happening so it all felt good and then of course you got the godzilla ma- appearance godzilla like basically like beams in like he's in star trek that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> and then like kicks some ass he's like oh there's a monster here let me fuck this shit up and then he just leaves the fight's great because, like, he rips the fucking dragon's wings off. He's trying. You see him. He's trying to charge up, and then the thing just like jizzes on his face. And he's like, "Ew, what is that?" <laughs> if you can uh, get like over it. the fact that he's beaming down to wherever the hell it is, yeah, it was. As a Godzilla fan, you you know Kurt Russell's about to get eaten by the Iron yeah. Dragon, and then you hear his roar, yeah. and then he starts to slowly walk through. Ridiculous, but <laughs> I'll take any Godzilla fight I can get, and it was a, it was a solid fight. It was pretty epic. 30, yeah. 40 second fight. He saves them. They lured him with that thing. Like, that's what he was coming to get. I guess he wanted to eat the gamma gamma radiation right. simulator. And he looked good. He looked good. Yeah. He looked really he lo- good. He looked, yeah, looked good. He looked better, movie like comparable. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I can applaud the series for for that. They They were able to bring Godzilla to life. This Iron Dragon seems very generic and not really cool. Like, they need to do things with color. Like, yeah. MonsterVerse yeah. needs color. And yeah. I think the new movie is going going. He's making pink. Make pink. pink. Oh, but yeah, like, they're going for color. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, in some of these kaiju, you need some color, something to break it up. And just because they all look like the, the same texture and they, mm. they just need a little bit more pizzazz. But, um, other than it being another yet another flying monster that he has to fight, it was very reminiscent of the Muto in the first movie. Yeah, um, it was still good. 
it was still kind of a cool uh, little scene and it was very well done. So you got to give him kudos for that. You can't shit on that. Right. Yeah, I didn't mind the dragon. I know you guys don't like the fact that they have to like make up these new kaiju for this show, but it gave it gave him something to fight and something uh, to kill. Yeah, yeah. just kill it. Yeah, uh, get the shit out of that dragon. Anthony, how'd you feel about this uh, this episode and the and the reveal of Keiko? It was it is kind. I saw somebody comment. It is kind of like Janet Van Dyne in the micro realm saving oh, yeah, a little bit, right? Um, she's bad. Yeah, I mean, the, the the episode in and of itself was entertaining right like i found it to be entertaining all the stuff rug boy mentioned there's some good drama the girl that it plays keiko's acting her her vagina off for you know (laughs) a series that for the most part has been dumb um and then you have the cool godzilla fight so and then you have a cool reveal at the end that's been two years and then you get the reveal i mean it, it 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 all plays out like they are banking that a season two is coming. Yeah, you got it, Kurt Russell going out like a hero too. That's yeah. also really. I don't satisfying. think he's dead though. I, he could pop up later. Time you never know. You never know. You yeah, know? you never know. It, it, but it all ends in a way where they're banking on a season two because if that is the ending, first off, it doesn't make any sense why you would end at 2017. But if that is the ending, there are so many threads that they just left open for no reason. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean the the episode in and of itself, I found fine, entertaining. Um, but when we talk about the show as a whole, on I'll blast my my blast my vitriol at it in a second. The um, so it, this takes like, place like the Ion Dragon all over Godzilla's face. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like <laughs> Ew, what is that? That's how it's gonna come out too. It's not gonna be very coherent. It's, it's not gonna be a straight line either. It's just gonna be all over. This takes place between Godzilla twenty fourteen and King of the Monsters. Yes. Um, so they kind of, you know, I think it's interesting that they show us that Apex also had a base on Skull Island because after Kong Skull Island, it seemed like it was just Monarch, but they were also there and they are the bad guy and they're kind of going to be running things. Uh, can you connect anything to Kong, the next Kong Godzilla movie? There's some pink glowy shit in the lights. I don't know. That's the but in the, the Mundi. Not a, yeah, in the Mundi there was some pl- pink energy down there. You should always be pink in your Mundi. There's pink in that in the Mundi. <laughs> Excess Mundi. Sounds your like an Mundi Itali- should always have a little pink color in it. Sounds like an Italian dessert. <laughs> Excess Mundi. We get a nice plate of Excess Mundi, eh? <laughs> uh, I just like I don't like the Axis Mundi, by the way. Let's I talk about oh, the Axis Mundi. I think the Axis Mundi is horrible. It is. Yes. A, it is a. So this is what I was kind of confused. I it like the a, name because I like to yeah. say word. I like to say Mundi. It's, it's fun like, to say Mundi. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a dimension in between Earth and Hollow Earth, and right. the, you know Lee even says uh, it may not be in the Earth. He's like, she's like, we fell through a hole. He goes, did we fall or did we enter? So now I'm like, is Hollow Earth a different dimension? Are they trying to get Pacific Rim involved? What are they yeah. doing? Are they precursors? Like, what the fuck is going on? What's the deal with this Axis Mundi? I don't know. No one knows because this is a this is a completely new thing that they've made up now for the show and um, unnecessary. Unne- yeah, completely absolutely unnecessary. unnecessary. Like they could have. I think, just I think the only Hollow reason Earth? they had. I, I legitimately think the only reason they did this is because they were like, we want a young Kurt Russell. Yeah. And an old Kurt Russell. How do we bridge We want gap. to have yeah. the young version played by Wyatt Russell to yeah. be around in the 50s because we've established as canon that we spotted Godzilla in the 50s. With right. The and we can't have an old Kurt Russell yeah. in 2017 because that he's going to be 95 years old and that yeah. doesn't look like Kurt Russell. Yeah. Because other than that, I don't yeah. know why that even this 
it makes the hollow earth thing even more confused. Is there a layer in between? Like, why do you need an Axis Mundi? You There's don't a layer in between, and I think every day equals a year because Keiko said she thinks she's been down there for 56, 57 days. It's been like 53 years, 56 I think, years. I think that Kurt Russell said that he was down there for almost a month. No, he right. said he said maybe it was a week, but he would have to been down there for like 20 days or around. No, I think days. when he was talking to Keiko, he changed it to a month. Oh, I'm pretty sure. He said I, like I, like 20 days or something like I that. I did like also that moment in episode nine where he comes out and he sees Hiroshi for the first time all grown up. Like, that's some pretty damn good acting. I don't by, like it. But you don't like that? By why? I, 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 I like the acting. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take this off Axis Mundi unless you want to talk about it. No, no, it. we're done with okay. Axis with the okay. Mundi. Well, here's why I don't like it. Because this show is built around Hiroshi. The, the whole premise of the show is Hiroshi well, yeah. fucking left. Yeah. And his kids are looking for him. And they, yeah. and they go on this while. And we are supposed to be led to believe that Hiroshi had these surrogate dads and all this shit. But the show like barely spends any time with Hiroshi. So we don't know anything about the guy. We don't know anything about his relationship with Kurt Russell or Billy Randa. Yeah. And yeah, I think the show, there's a lot of reasons why I don't like the show. But one of the main reasons is like, why are we even building the show around a character that by the end of the season, I yeah, still don't understand. He should have been instrumental in this at that certain point. Like he, at a certain point towards like the last act, he should have been the clutch character that came in and made everything. But I guess when you got Kurt Russell, like throwing his dick around, Kurt like, Russell he, steals it. Yeah. I like, he, I felt Lee Shaw was know, like the main character. So mostly. like this show didn't know where to anchor the story to. No, now no, no. I personally didn't like any of the kids stories. Oh, I don't, horrible. I didn't yeah, think the Hiroshi bad. story was important. Horrible. They could have done away <laughs> with all of that and just yeah. done the Lee Shaw story. It yes. should have been the Lee Without Shaw Axis show. Mundi. Yes, <laughs> and it would have been the, it would have been a much better show because one hundred percent. At least you learned something from that portion. You learn how Monarch was founded. You learned about who was the the before Sarazawa was came aboard. Like who was running this shit, and then you could have introduced a young Sarazawa, <laughs> and that could have been our Sarazawa for those. If we couldn't get Watanabe back, which is. Why can't we get him back for a couple of for like a, a cameo or something? Yeah, yeah. But like you could do a young Sarazawa too. Like why wouldn't they do that? That's like a home run. It's like right there. Uh-huh. So um, I don't know. I just feel like that. I don't know why they went in this direction with this family secret thing. Horrible. I feel like that they did this for people who don't like Godzilla and MonsterVerse stuff. This is to me it it, it reeks of we need to grab demos. We need okay. We want more female. Dem- we want because that's the four quadrants, you know. Yeah. We need this quadrant to get. So what they like romances and love triangles. We know we're gonna put two love triangles in there. Yeah. We're gonna put a love triangle in the 1950s, and we're gonna have a sister trying to hook up with the brother that she just met, ex girlfriend, in the middle of <laughs> this thing. And then before that, you're gonna have this girl cheat on her fr- her girl current girlfriend with another girl. So. It's like, all right, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like this, why are you trying to do like uh, Melrose Place? Right, that's a that's an antiquated thing. What's yeah. what, what's what's the new thing where everybody fucks each other? Uh, oh, euphoria, uh, too hot to handle, or uh, the euphoria. yeah, below yeah. deck. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, Hiroshi does get kind of a, like Kentaro's mom 
you know, takes the ring off and she's yeah, like, there's, just, a, there's four. There's yeah, four. There's like, that. What are we watching here? What the <laughs> fuck is all this sexual weird shit? Like where people can't like do anything. Like it's really it's weird. Can, can we can we can we ask? Can I ask unanswerable questions? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. There's a lot of them. What was Hiroshi even? What was his plan? Uh, I'm not sure. He was. No, no you can't answer it. <laughs> trying to prove the tunnel. Uh, I don't know. The what, what, what was Hiroshi's plan? Was he, he going to do this anything. by himself? What, yeah. what was his pl- yeah. What exactly was yeah. his plan? Secondly, why did he feel the need not to tell his Pam family about it yeah, and have to run yeah. away? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Why does he have two separate lives? Why are we following around these kids that are like the most inept kids that in a war in a in a crime zone where they're supposed to be quiet or they're singing so songs dumb. to one another? They're the worst. Like, why is May even in the show? Did you realize in the last episode, she uh, last episode, she does absolutely yeah. nothing. She's just standing. She's there. just there. Yeah, yeah. She's just holding Kate's hand. She, so yes, <laughs> to show solidarity and that we love each other. I don't understand the why point. does May? Okay, and then if we yeah. have May in the show, yeah. why does May also tied to the overarching Apex. bad guy thing with a boss that was from Apex? Yeah, her boss. Why does she up. come across <laughs> someone that has ties to Monarch in Japan? Just randomly, like, too, like, yeah. look at all these. Co- Why do they have the funds to fo- go all the, how go all over the world? Why do the kids that are, haven't been in Monarch all of a sudden are the best detectives in the world? They're the only ones that can. They've displayed find nothing anything. that says yeah, they would be this great is detectives. So, it's so contrived. It, they, <laughs> it's forced. It's forced. They're so incompetent. These kids, like that. Wh- yeah. I just think that like there was two writers. Someone wrote the 1950 stuff, and that yeah. that for some reason had some kind of uh, hierarchy to it. It made sense. Yeah, it was the right? best parts of the show. All right. Even though they brought the Axis Mundi into it, Ugh. it's which was <laughs> it's unforgivable. But at least most of that story was actually serviceable. But this whole kid thing, kids thing, this whole like mystery with the and the love affairs and the and, and the, oh, the secrets, we need the secrets, the family secrets. It was just like, dude, this is not fucking a, a, a WB uh, program. Yeah, it's like a CW right. show in the middle. Yeah, I mean, so overall, big picture, I did think, despite all that, I thought the show started strong. And then at the end, it actually tries to tie in all this shit together. I did enjoy the last two episodes, but the middle stuff is there's a lot of filler and a lot of fucking idiot, idiotic things, decisions made by characters. Uh, and then just some meandering around. Yeah, and- I, I agree with you, Imran. I agree. I think I think it started off. We all I think we all watched the first couple episodes and went, "Oh, this kind of has potential." Yeah. I think the I'm disappointed because it had the Apple branding behind it, which I thought meant like the new prestige TV. Yeah. But for all the reasons I outlined, I mean, it's just not. It just was not good. It's production not good. value was good. Yeah, it was prestige yeah. in its production. Got, Everything look, looked great. Let, let's just let's not right just throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, they they had prestige uh, budget production value. They had uh, big name people. They had uh, you had you know we had big movie stars in this. All right. Yeah. So we have that. Um, we had top notch effects. So like they did, they did bring that to the table. Now, as far as writing is the biggest flaw, yeah. writing and corporate demographics grabbing and making 
products for people who like who don't care about love triangles. Like uh, most of the people that tuned into this that are fans of Godzilla yeah. don't give a fuck about like your relationship things, and they mm-hmm. spent like I fast I skipped through any relationship stuff with uh with May and and the, and the kid Gintaro. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, I. I was like, this is they a waste no of my time. They had no chemistry at all. I did the whole May storyline. What was the point of any of that? The only time May became interesting is when she was, we find out she was working for Apex. Right. Yeah. And but, that, then, but that's that such a coincidence. Even, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they had, I think they forced like that in there. And for some reason to, I don't know, just she to happens the to work Apex for Apex, now. runs away to Japan runs into the only mind that she, man that she's fucking that has ties to monarch like what the fuck <laughs> that's a good point I didn't, think about, I didn't think about it that way that is how pretty, is that even possible pretty convenient there like of uh, everybody yeah it just it um like, i ran with everything even, rug said randa like it, is not even important like you think <laughs> that this is the legacy of randa but it's not no it's not and how does randa in, it, it, the, I think the last we see of Randa is in 1962. Yeah, as that actor, and I believe Kong Skull Island. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is in it, ni- it's supposed like to be 1973, something like that. He so aged that actor, a lot. That act, yeah, that yeah. actor's probably what mid 30s. Yeah, he, you're, t- you're supposed to say in 11 years. Now, if you do a lot of meth, it's possible. Yeah, but I don't know if in 11 years you look like John Goodman. <laughs> Maybe he found a, a part of Excess Mundi that works the opposite way, and it just <laughs> and ages you. They, and didn't they like this is where like they're trying to fill in the gaps here that they think would be interesting, but they they didn't think this through. So when Lee Shaw gets transported down to Axis Mundi, yeah, I'm pretty sure they were like monarchs. I mean, we're done with monarch, right? Like, yeah, this is it. Yeah, the, like I'm pretty a, sure in that episode they it was like, oh, monarch, sh- like, it was shut a it big down. disaster. Yeah, shut it down, right? Yeah, but we clearly see in Kong Skull Island, we clearly see in the upcoming Godzilla movies that monarch was still a thing. Yeah, it's still around. Right. So, what did we learn about Monarch? Really? No, but what I'm saying is, like, they shut it down because they were like, oh, this shit's, uh, like, this is too dangerous. The whole black, the whole uh, Hollow Earth thing, that's a ridiculous idea. But if it got shut down, why would it be around in the Kong Skull Island? I I think that they discovered more monsters. I think it back up. I I, I think that maybe some of these. revelations like in the maps and the things and the in the portals and the mundies and all the other stuff <laughs> maybe they've somehow found the other monsters because you know by the time we get to king of monsters king of the monsters there's like 17 right kaiju that they've that they've documented so maybe they've been documenting and like and wrangling these kaiju at they this were, point they were still tracking the gamma radiation pulses everywhere well whatever they've done they've made it even more like the hollow earth was already one thing where i was like okay so they're going into hollow earth and they're traveling underground and they're popping up somewhere else but now they've added this whole teleportation thing so now am i supposed to believe that godzilla and all of them are just teleporting to these different like they're yeah they're these portals that's how they get from like one place to this far with this in in godzilla versus kong yeah they show you well, look, there is some science to this because mm-hmm. when you're dealing with gravity, right? Like gravity does weird shit to time. Sure. So when we we know that 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 happens with black holes and stuff. So um, 
So there is that thing. So if you're going into a place where the, the Earth's gravity is like inverted or or the, the central point of the gravity, it's going to be it's going to affect time differently, supposedly. So they could they could get away with that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then in Godzilla versus Kong, um, there is like you know, Kong gets through no problem, but they have this inversion that they have to deal with. Right. But and, it's, uh, isn't it weird, though, that but there's no access money. Yeah, yeah I, was gonna say, right what, what, I don't know the role. Like, what is the role of Axis Mundi? Like, why why would Godzilla ever teleport there? And then, secondly, in Godzilla versus Kong, they do have the time inversion, but we also see Godzilla blow a hole to the Hollow Earth, and yeah. Kong theoretically climbs up through it. I think. Yeah, that. So, like, well, what's the I'm point saying. of the they're, teleportating? They're we don't know. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. They've they've obscured it so much that they've messed up their own shit. That that kind of we could mentally gymnastically like make sense of right we could find a way to make sense of that because there is some gravitational shit but like portals now like that's a whole other story well, and the gravitational right. thing is assuming that this is still inside the earth right maybe you're closer to the core and gravity is different but it's upside down but or is it another dimension the were yeah in in Kong uh, Godzilla vs Kong there were holes but now there's portals this is like the mezzanine level at the theater or something <laughs> but I just don't get why the monsters like the whole the whole premise of the show that they were getting at or not premise but one of the things they were getting at is all these monsters belong in Hollow Earth right but they're coming out into our world and Godzilla right. realizes that and it wants to balance. strike balance right yeah but then yeah. what. Where does Axis Monday fit into this? <laughs> Why would a monster hang out in Axis Monday? And are they there by accident? The, it's like, the yeah, it's like the on deck. Yeah, I don't know. It's like uh, it's the small. I, don't, I just yeah. I mean, eh, it's a good point. It's, it's a just good terrible. Point. There was it's animals living there. Someone brought this up in our G G Fest Slack, so I'm going to bring it up now. Yeah. Um. How the fuck is Keiko alive? Because she's a badass her, and she learned we how see her getting swarmed by the fucking legion of insects. And then they, she fell through the portal. And then and, 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 they know. die. Oh, I don't know where the bugs are. They just let her go. <laughs> like, oh, just let the I, I, I don't. Where did she get those bow and arrows? She's a badass. Well, no, now. I don't care about the bow and arrows. But yeah. the, the fact that she gets like if we saw her fall, that'd be yeah. one thing. But we clearly saw insects pull her. Down. Yes. Giant bugs pulled her into. Maybe the bugs didn't portal. Unclear. It's unclear. Well, who says that? The guy from the screen rant? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's because I wrote it that way. It's unclear. <laughs> Critical oh, drinker right. will just be like, don't know. Yeah. Don't know. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's not good, man. It's. Uh, uh, I'm it's very disappointed not- in the show. You know, I wasn't as disappointed. I kind of feel like I got what I was expecting. And maybe I got a little bit better. What did you what what did Human you get characters that I was I'm legitimately expecting. curious. What did you learn from this that you were like, oh, <laughs> that put that together? I really want to hear. What did you learn? He likes Axis Mundi. I like, like Axis Mundi. Mundi. I no, I love the relationship of the three in the fifties. Like that carried okay. me through. Yeah, but you, you only get that for like yeah, how many episodes are there? The ten? I think 10. you get it for like four or five. Yeah, you get it for like half the time. The other half, I'm like, what is going on here? Um, I like that they explain kind of explain things at the end with the time like and the age, the a why why Kurt Russell is not ninety years old. What is it? What does it add to the overall monsters? Mm. The, uh, the monsterverse itself. Yeah, mm. 
like I'm not show sure. Show called Monarch Legacy of Monsters. What do we get about Monarch? Monarch is still very. What do confusing. we get about Monarch? I don't know. It's very confusing. <laughs> they don't trust their own people, and then they had to. Break we should have called the goddamn show Apex because we actually learned more, more about, about Apex, Apex than we learned about yeah. Monarch. Yeah, yeah. We see Apex kind of take over. Uh, mon- uh, these are all good questions. I don't know if I have any answers. <laughs> Uh, but what did you learn about Hiroshi? Why did he leave his Hiroshi family? Hiroshi is just what was a he fucking, doing by, What did he think he was going to do by himself to stop he's another? He's just an G-day? asshole who had no plan and fucks up two families and doesn't really yeah. help much. All you're seeing is how irrelevant these characters are to the actual good, the things that you do get, which right. is the the 50s stuff. Like you get the you know the formation of Monarch, how they get funded, what happened. Oh, well, the whole thing with Godzilla's first appearance. They were trying to kill him. him. You know, all that stuff. Okay, that's that adds something to it. Um, Finding out that they know that the the gamma pulse draws them to the surface. Okay, that's cool. Uh, Knowing that Japan has got a fucking system in play when fucking monsters are around after G-Day. That's cool. That device is a lot like the device in in. And was it minus? No, that was this show. I'm getting confused. It was Orca, that. You talk King one. of the Monsters. Yeah. Right? Oh, right. It may lead. Yeah, to yeah that. but the, <laughs> the device is like a cell phone in King of the Monsters. Yeah. It's like this yeah. thing you can just carry with you in a well, briefcase. It was the fifties? And for some reason, it can reverberate for miles. This little fucking briefcase. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just not. They're not really trying hard enough to do like. Make anything make sense. And they could. I don't think it's going to detract if they just tried to make it make more sense, you know, but they they don't do it. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what the goal of the show was. Yeah. What was the point of all of this? To, like, is it to uncover mysteries? Kind of. I is just think like, it's. Go ahead. It's to get a demo. It's yeah. Get I, I, that, I think that's where I'm landing. But like, does it enrich? Does it? If you watch this, do you go back and watch Godzilla 2014 with a new appreciation? I, I don't think so. Do you watch? Can't really. Do you watch King of the Monsters and go, "Wow, that this made this better"? No, I don't think it does anything for it. Does it anything makes it more yeah. confusing. Yeah. Um, do I come out of this and go? Do I want to see any of these characters? The only one I'd probably care to see is Keiko or Lee. Well, and now Keiko is back in the present time. Like, if do you think they'll give it a second season? And what do you do? I mean, it ended in a way that you you give us it as a second lot. season. Yeah, it ends yeah. only in 2017. Yeah, that's true. So you well, they're, out, they're out of the past now. They can't go back there, really, unless they're going to do like a separate story about Sarazawa. Right. They like could. they can't. Yeah. So or they could do a separate story about the, what's his face the the guy that Step Brothers. What's the guy that actor's name? Um. Oh yeah. How he's on Skull how he's Island. On Skull Island. Oh, you with the Iwi people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, why didn't they just do the for Bill the Randa? movies? They no, should not have just Randa, the John, the the, the step. John C. Riley was uh, yeah. oh, was the John C. Riley character. Kong's that's going. right. That's right. He was there. With the katana blade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He ended up there after World War. I think he was in World War Two fighting a, a, a Japanese pilot. And that could there. be interesting. Yeah. What What was he doing this whole time? They were fucking each other. <laughs> and like, if, but then in those movies, Keiko would have been around. Like, no, it does the thing where like nobody's mentioned these characters ever except for Bill Randa. Well, she, I mean, they could write her out where she dies, right? So, oh, that's true. It's just, um, it started off okay, 
it really like a lot of my friends gave up on the show because like nothing yeah. is happening yeah it didn't like nothing yeah. is yeah. happening yeah. here yeah we're just glowing around the world and we're not knowing it we're not learning anything here yeah we're that's, just annoyed with the character that's the yeah. middle episodes yes like, and, that, and the thing is that kate is the worst character horrible she's yeah. horrible She's she horrible. She and so and so is May. They both she suck. They both suck. <laughs> Guitaro. Guitaro sucks too. Guitaro all, like sucks the least, but yeah. he still but sucks. But they all suck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can blame you start, Hiroshi for that. You start off the, You literally start the show off. Well, yeah, you can blame Hiroshi sucks too. <laughs> yeah. You start off the series and Kate's looking for her mom, like her 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 like figuring out what Hiroshi her dad yeah. was up to. She literally barges into this person's apartment. Yes. They yell at her. Yeah. They get all surprised. She's like, well, I'm looking for uh, so-and-so. And they're like, that's my husband. And she's like, well, fuck you. I'm leaving. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, you just going to like, what, answers? what rational person reacts the way you're acting right now? <laughs> yeah. Some strange decisions, strange plot They should have cast the guy with the glasses as as Randa. I hated the guy with the glasses. He, like, but he looks more like. Well, like he does Bill look Rand. like Randa. Yes, he should have been Randa. Yes, because he's like a little bit more stocky. Right, he looks a little older. Right, he believably could be John Goodman later. Yeah, like they just cast the wrong guy as Randa too. Like you never can make that leap that he's that Anders same Holm. guy. Well, I it, like Anders. It, it isn't like Tim. It's it's just weird, right? You anchor the show around these three kids that are like globe trotting that have no experience in this, and then you hook them up with this guy from Monarch who they portray as like. The crazy lunatic in the basement that has these off-world, the- like all these weird theories. Yeah, and they're going, "Oh, you know what? We trust you to go out and find these people." It's like <laughs> none <laughs> of this. He's and, like the go- he's like the, the student taking classes in the boiler yeah. room, and now yeah. you're like, "Oh, you actually are the smartest guy here. Let's go." And then the monarch were, looks stupid. <laughs> there's Everyone a whole thing of that that Duval lady. And they went rogue and went off. Whatever happened to them? That was confusing. Also, oh, yeah. the Duval thing. Yeah. A lot of it, I was like, I don't understand who's on whose side anymore. Kate's PTSD suddenly goes away. Oh, like, yeah. They did feature that heavily in the beginning, and then you don't hear about it anymore. May, literally, watch if watch it. You, you don't have to watch last episode, but May has pretty much no lines in the yeah, last episode. Yeah. No, she's, yeah, she's just standing she's next just there. Kate, yeah, the whole time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, all right. It was, yeah, uh, it's just, it, it's, <laughs> it's just not a good show, man. Let's uh, <laughs> let's rate this whole uh, series, Anthony. Uh, I'll say it again. I I was really on board with the show in the beginning. I thought it was getting a lot of flack from people that I was thinking, "What is wrong with you? Give the show some time, let yeah. it play out." I think it actually could be good. Good. It's on Apple TV. We gave it time. It played out, and it ended up being um, not a disaster, but just not. Not good at all. It made things further confusing. It filled in stuff. It anchored itself on unlikable characters that never became likable that are no different as they started than when it ended. And uh, they couldn't even really fall back on the monster stuff because there wasn't a ton of that. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a three out of ten. Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> wow. I hated okay. it by the end. Okay. The, only, the only thing I liked was the Lee, Keiko, the 50s stuff. I'll give okay. I'll go. I'll go a little higher. Four out of ten. Okay. Lee Keiko, the fifty stuff, yeah. Godzilla, and then the the spider versus the crab in the first uh, minute of the show. Oh yeah, that was John Goodman. Okay, okay. Rugs, what are you gonna give it? I feel like uh, Apple making this series. You brought a lot to it. Production value, good actors, sometimes good acting, sometimes. 
uh, a good serious tone and uh but unfortunately their focus was more about trying to bring in a wider market instead of servicing the market that's already there that's you know made movies of 500 million dollars or, or around that um so there's an audience already here pay attention to the audience make a show that actually improves upon your ip instead of makes it more convoluted and more confusing the characters that they introduced from the modern era are horrible characters. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like it, it it was very disappointing um, not being able to get a show that actually works within the universe it's supposed to be in. And um, I felt like it did a lot more damage than, than good to the monster verse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, it, it it did fine with Godzilla. Like Godzilla was not the no, the not thing because it's not the issue. Because like I don't need to see Godzilla every five minutes. As right. long as he we get that like little fight scene here and there, or his appearance here and there, or he's or he's a looming presence, perfect. But I want to see Monarch. I want to see what Monarch's about. I want to yeah. see um, the inner workings of it. I want to see how it operates. And it really seemed like they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. A lot of the time, and it was, I don't know, it, it, it just it doesn't sit well with me. What would I rate it? I would say if you're a person that loves the MonsterVerse, it's required watching almost. You, I mean, you, you're going to want to watch it. Yeah. Uh, so, but if you're a person that's not into the MonsterVerse and you're just there for like the love triangles and the, and the secrets and the relationships and, all, and the relationships and the, that you know, there might be something for you to watch. So I'm gonna give it like a five. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, hmm. Well, look, I thought Wyatt Russell was great. I thought Kurt Russell did a great job. The girl playing Keiko was awesome. Just like Anthony said, the stuff in the fifties was the best stuff. The stuff in 2015 was not good at all. It's confusing. the The name of the show is also misleading. Yes. It wasn't sure what it was about. When you got Kurt Russell in there, it's going to end up being the Kurt Russell show. I did think it kind of worked better at the end and kind of wrapped up some things uh, in the last two episodes, but the the padding in the middle. Yeah, they should just cut out like three episodes. Oh, my God. That was uh, completely unnecessary because you're right. There is episodes where like nothing fucking happens. Remember, um, the only thing it wrapped up was the fact that we now figured out why Kurt Russell wasn't ninety years old. That's true. That was but that was <laughs> what else did it wrap up? That was bugging me. I was like, "How does this work?" Somebody explained. At least it tried to explain things. It didn't. It brought Keiko back. The you know the uh, the, the the when the the reunion between them was heartfelt. It was there was some emotion, heartbreaking ending. But fuck, I don't know. I didn't. I thought it was just all right. Like it, it, I wasn't as disappointed. Um, as I think you guys were just cause it, I thought the balance of what the monsters they gave us was enough. It was kind of more than I thought would be in there. So having yeah, me too. Right. So having that, uh, here and there worked for me, I'm going to give it a six and a half. I'm going to go six and a half. Man, uh, but cause that, like the production, nice the production of it top notch. Now let great. me ask you this question. I've asked you this before. Do you think they should just edit this down to a two and a half hour movie? Whoa, uh, this whole, se- well, 
Mm. I'll answer that. No, yeah, no. <laughs> not if you're gonna not if you're gonna anchor it on the kids. Yeah, you no, gotta no, change you cut it. Them completely you'd have out. to you'd have to rewrite the entire script to anchor it on something you else. You have to cut out the the modern day storyline. It has to be in the fifties, and Monarch has to have more of a defined like course of progress of like what happened. Cut to out Monarch. anything involving Hiroshi and his family from <laughs> 2015 on. I didn't mind the Axis Mundi because you. Uh, this is a great gimmick to uh, keep people oh hidden. God. Just like the micro, yeah, you can't get. Unfortunately, you realm. can't cut out the Mundi. Can't cut out oh the Mundi, God. but the now Mundi there's stays. a Mundi. Now and we have can, a Mundi. If you make it, if you make it into a movie, a Mundi oh movie, God. the Mundi's yeah. always got to be in between. <laughs> and all right, uh, so I guess that's Mundi. it, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, that's it for uh, Monarch. We'll see if it gets a second season. Meanwhile, minus one is approaching uh, ninety, a hundred million. It's like a 90, million. close 94 million right now. It's it going to cross it. It's crossed 50 million in the US. Those are amazing numbers. Uh, and I saw this article where uh, Dave Filoni arranged a screening at Lucasfilm with the director because the director, Yamakazi, said he was inspired by Star Wars to make movies. And now he's like, oh, I'm hoping to get the call. Would you like to see that guy do a Star Wars movie, Takashi Yamaka- Yamazaki, who did minus one? That could be interesting. Hmm. It would be a different kind of Star Wars movie. It wouldn't be like would. the, the uh, adventure movie that you would think of. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd be for it. I'd be. I think it'd be interesting to see what he he could do. But I feel be, like be interesting. This movie yeah. will open up doors for him in in Hollywood, possibly. I feel like minus one is such a victory for the franchise because even in 2014, when we had, uh, you know, the uh, legendary thing, they still had to like massage it so much that it, it, it almost went off, off kilter and wasn't Godzilla anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this one just shows everybody like, this is so simple. Just do it this way. You know what it reminds me of uh, while you were making that analogy? It reminds me of when Godzilla 2014 came out and it I would equate it to like when Marvel released X-Men and everyone was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But they had to strip away a lot of shit. Yeah. And make them, you know, not the X-Men, but sort of the X-Men. Yeah. And then I would equate minus one to when Marvel released Iron Man when they were like, let's just make a comic book movie. Like let's just put him in the red and gold suit and right. like, just go full out comic book here, and uh, yeah, this, I mean obviously different did. tones, but right. um, it's nice to see that you know Toho and finally made something that everyone embraced that was unabashedly Godzilla, right? Right, it was back to basics, and I mean it's it's, it's as success. close to that first movie as you're gonna yeah. get, right? Huge success, and then the other piece of Godzilla news I got Godzilla X Kong moving up their release date. Oh. Coming out now March 29th instead of April 12th. Moved it up a couple of weeks. So uh, at the end of March, not far, we will see this crazy Godzilla X Kong with the Barbenzilla. Wait, what another <laughs> another Scar. weird thing we're going to have, though, is if they do a season two. Yeah. We're going to have a prequel, another prequel for between Godzilla and Godzilla King of the Monsters. And we'll already have gotten, gotten King Godzilla two Kong movies. I don't so know. We're like yeah. we're like three movies behind right. in these prequels. But you could set the second season anywhere you want. You could sure, set it. You could. You could move it ahead and set it between another movie and just have a whole different fucking. I don't it know. Just, but it, it ends in a way that implies right. 
we've got some shit to do before Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you do with the second season. I mean, ending with that Kong little teaser was fun, but what does that mean? What does all this mean? Unclear. <laughs> we'll find don't out. Know. We'll find out. Maybe, maybe not. In the meantime, we're going to take a break here, play some promos, come back, and talk about a Marvel TV show right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. What's up? This is Brian, and I'm the host of Citizens of Pawnee, a Parks and Recreation podcast. That's right, a podcast dedicated to my favorite TV show, Parks and Rec. Every week, I discuss my favorite things about the show, which include character breakdowns, episode rewatches, and other random facts and tidbits about the show. You can find me on Instagram at Citizens of Pawnee Podcast and listen wherever you get your podcast now. You will literally love it. I'm Imran. And I'm Sophia. I'm the brother. And I'm the sister. And we are watching a show about cousins. We're your hosts for Dance of Joy, a Perfect Strangers rewatch podcast. We grew up watching the 80s hit sitcom, and now we'd like you to join us every week as we rediscover our love for our favorite TV cousins, Balky and Larry. You can find our show at danceofjoypod.com and on all major podcast platforms. Now we are so happy, Sophia. We do the dance of joy. Iman, this is a podcast. They can't see us. Oh, popo. Listener, if you enjoy this show, I suggest you take some time and join our awesome Patreon fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! And you can give back all the entertainment value monthly or annual basis. Huge shout out. We got a new one, fellas. We got a new new patron. We got a new patron signing up this week. Now, on Patreon, he just signed up as Rick. Rick James? It's not Rick. I'm Rick James, bitch. I think this may be none other than Latin Heat's own Rick Martinez from the Facebook group. I don't know if it is. Not Ricky Martin. Not Ricky Ricky Martinez. Rick, thank you. Whoever you are, I think it's Rick Martinez. Yeah. Right? That's, the, that's the quick straight. Uh, but he signed up for the rug boy level. Thanks, dude. Thanks, Rick. Yes. Awesome. Which means I think it's Rick Martinez. Let us know. If it is you, thank you. That means Rick is enjoying. Or if it's not you, you should donate. We also thank the other Rick then who we got, did donate. I mean, how many Ricks do we have listening? I can't I, I can't imagine. Yeah, at least five. Rick. Yeah. Uh, if so, Rick is now gets to enjoy access to an exclusive podcast Mundi. feed. He gets the access Mundi. He gets to enjoy access yeah. Mundi in our podcast feed. Oh boy! You get access all three of our Mundi. You get access all the Mundis, and on the Mundi, the shows come out early, and there's bonus Mundi on the content. What? No, it's a podcast feed just for our Patreon subscribers. Enough with the Monday. We need more Ricks and we need a lot more dicks. Rick, yes, and Cox. Or Richards. We're gonna, oh, yes. Mind if, I, <laughs> mind if I call you a dick? Uh, he also can has access to our Discord Monday, meaning he can join us on our monthly Discord hangouts. You guys, this month's hangout, the first in 2024. It's this week. It's oh, this shit. Thursday, January 18th, 8 p.m. Oh, my God. Okay. Be there, Rugs. Anthony, pop in. Gonna be All right, cold. I'll stop what I'm doing. It's and so cold. Join not- you. Yes, there's nothing to do outside. It's too fucking cold for outside. 
Uh, and there's a tier where you can pick a movie to watch and uh, pick a movie for us to watch. Sorry, you can watch any movie you want. I mean, you don't have to pay for them. <laughs> yeah, you can you have to pay us to watch them. But if you, you want us to your- review your access, Mundi, uh, you can pick a movie and we'll watch it. And there's a T-shirt. Lots of fun stuff. Be like Rick. Join the Patreon fan club. Yeah. Check it out. Link in the episode description. All right. Let's get to our other big geek TV show review. This is a big one. Echo. Season one of Marvel on Disney Plus. All five it's a big episodes. One? What makes you say this is a big one? It's a big show. Is it's it? A, it's a Marvel show. I think all Marvel shows are big. I don't think. I'll tell. I'll let me. Can I disagree real quick? Okay. No, just because it's Marvel, it's not a big one. If it was a big show, one, it has the least amount of episodes. Yeah, it does. Two, they released it all at once. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think Marvel views it as a big show. I think they yeah. tried to just fart this one out and get away with. They probably want to just but move on. Sorry, move on from this. But for us, it's... Okay, look, Echo Season 1, here's your spoilers before we get into it. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Come on, it's all connected, even maybe in this, maybe not. This is the 10th Marvel Disney TV series they have released in the 12th season of television. Of course, it's a spinoff of the character from Hawkeye, uh, Echo, who ran the tracksuit mafia. Uh, and did some stuff, and it's this is the first show that's actually TVMA, and under this thing Marvel is calling Mar- Marvel Spotlight, uh, which was, there used to be a comic book called Marvel Spotlight, where they had introduced a bunch of people. Uh, for our purposes, for the MCU, the Spotlight, they're using it as a way to have individual product projects that are grounded, character-driven, and uh, possibly you don't need to do homework Watch prior things in the MCU to view. Yeah, the res- that's the point. I don't know how well they achieved that. We will talk about that. But this is the first Marvel Spotlight show. We saw the new logo after the Marvel logo on Rotten Tomatoes. This one, seventy-two uh, percent critics tomato meter, seventy-one reviews. That also may be maybe after a few, few episodes. I'm not the, sure on that. The one. first three episodes, it's possible. I believe we're. Uh, audience score sixty five percent. So this is opposite than the monarch, where the audience score is a little bit lower than the critic score. Uh, this show stars Alakwa Cox. There's a lot of Cox in here. Alakwa Cox as Maya Lopez. Uh, you have Chesky Spencer playing Henry Blackrow Lopez. Tantu Cardinal as Chula. The great Graham Green. You've seen in a lot of things as Scully. Devery Jacobs as Bonnie. Cody Lightning as Biscuits, uh, Morningstar Angeline as uh, one of her ancestors, Loak, a bunch of other people. A lot of these people. Oh, and Vincent D'Onofrio, of course, coming back as the Kingpin and Charlie Cox. There's a Cox fight going on in this show. <laughs> the brief cameo as Daredevil. Uh, some of these uh, native actors you may have seen in shows like Reservation Dogs, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, I believe. And Graham Greene has been in a lot of things. Uh, and one of the writers, and the, I think the director also directed Reservation Dogs, which I heard is a fantastic show on FX. It's good. Uh, I have, I want to catch up on that. I heard it's really good. But this show, yes, Marvel does a weird thing where they just released What If One Day at a Time, Nine Days Straight, Season 2, Nine Episodes. That was different. And in this one, they just fart out all five episodes on one day. Very different. They've never done this before. There may be a reason. Anthony. Yes. Five episodes. Five episodes. Echo, what happens? 
Echo is about, it picks up right after we left off with Hawkeye, where she has shot Wilson Fisk in the face. And now she is returning home to, I don't know, do something. And she realizes that uh, Fisk's uh, reach has reached all the way to her hometown. So she wants to take that down while also balancing the fact that she is dealing with massive trauma for having left at a young age and fear, you know having her mother die in this town. Now she's returned and having to deal with all the people she's abandoned. Um, and then also dealing with her Choctaw heritage and things that are happening to her that she cannot explain. Was that a good summary? That's a good summary. I kind of yeah. want to, since there's only five episodes, I kind of want to go, what do you think if we go episode by episode? No, real I don't quick? want to do that. You don't want to do that? You don't <laughs> do want to really do that? Just because we, you know, I don't we, remember the individual episode. We, we learn, uh, we learn things. Okay, well, let's let, let the setup is okay because, yeah. like, Echo's world. She's working for Fisk, and she finds out that Fisk killed her dad, and so now her world. She's been relying on Fisk. She's been like Fisk's surrogate da- daughter almost. Like she, he's been involved with her this whole time. So she has nothing left in New York. Because she goes to her original family to kind of pick up the pieces. And that's like a, a good premise. The first episode, yeah. yep. they they get you all caught up yeah. on their relationship. They use the footage from the Hawkeye show. They show the accident where she loses her leg. Yeah, and her they, mom. Yeah. In an inexplicable way where windshields don't break like that and somehow <laughs> jam on her know. leg. Yes. Uh, just, just very weird choice there. But yeah, so it starts off okay, actually. We also I, see. I, I, would, I completely agree with you. Um, go ahead and run. No, well, we also see like the Choctaw origin story in the very beginning, where you see the original Choctaw and they're in a cave and there's blue water and the cave collapses and they emerge on the uh, onto Earth or whatever and they turn into humans. This did this right away reminded me of the Kahori episode. Yeah, from yeah. What If, and I was like, oh, what's going on here? This yeah. show it has echoes of a lot of shows. It does. <laughs> Imran, let's, uh, I, I'm going to put it, throw it, I don't think we should do it as a whole, as five, because okay. if you add up those five episodes, yeah. it's the length of a movie. It's like three hours. That's true. So I think it's just one long movie. Um, I completely agree with Ruggs and, and you, Imran. I think the setup was good. I think the first episode was pretty good. Um, you also have this feel where it's this kind of this, noir crime thriller set in like a western native american kind yeah. of feel yeah in oklahoma um so i think that all that worked well i think the first you know, right when it starts you you see a good fight scene a nice one take with her and it's, yes that's a great scene in that first and episode. you know she fights daredevil and yeah and i think it had it started off and i went wow this show has a lot of potential and 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 you know we saw some of the trailers that showed this was going to be a little bit more serious and it definitely felt different to start. So I, I would completely agree. I mean, the first three episodes have like big set pieces and uh, the stuff you learn about our heritage and our ancestry and the flashbacks that they're building are kind of cool. And I kind of like how every episode is named after one of her ancestors until finally episode five is her Maya. But you learn yeah. about uh, all these people well, uh, can I can I disagree there? Yeah, I think I didn't like the ancestry stuff. Oh, okay. I don't like it either. It's, it reminded me of it echoes 
<laughs> Miss Marvel, where you have yeah. the all of a sudden it, it it veers off into some story about uh you know whatever of ancestors and then 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 the family members make the costume for the person. It's a lot like Miss Marvel. <laughs> I feel like they did better on Miss Marvel though. And yeah, this- the character was more likable on Miss. Yeah, I mean. I mean um, Echo is a piece of shit. She worked for Kingpin. Well, that's the thing is they've changed her powers. And, and she likes killing and people. And is she a protagonist or an antagonist? She's killed a lot of people. And yeah. I wasn't really sure if she had a redemption. She essentially, if you think about what she does, the, all these five episodes, she puts her friends and family into direct danger over and over again. Yeah. She's horrible. For some what? fucking reason. I'm going to ask an unanswerable question okay. that I had for already. Yes. What was Echo's plan? I, what, un, what, 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 what did she want to do? First, she wanted to be the queen pin. Right. She wanted to kill Fisk and take over. By the way, she this, killed Fisk. She did not. The, she thought she killed. Wait a minute. Wait. She yes, thought she killed Fisk. She Don't tell she me killed, she did not. No. Yes. Yeah, so why did she leave? I'm just saying. You're telling me this person who's an excellent marksman shoots Wilson Fisk point blank in the head. And fucking misses like there was nothing wrong with his eye. It just had a scratch. No, underneath. Th- that's a, that's another unanswerable question. How does Wilson Fisk survive a point blank gunshot to the face? She missed well, his yeah, entire yeah. head. What happened? Okay, like miracles happen like uh, or like uh, freaks of nature, freaks of accidents happen where you don't die. You should have died. Okay, I'm willing to go that far. But why did she leave? Uh, she leaves because like, they just, were after her because she killed Kingpin and there was a bounty. Yeah, on her but head? she but. But, you know, she's in tr- like she's the next person up. Isn't she supposed to take over at that point? Right. So she wanted to take over. And then he, he, when he comes back in the show, it's also very confusing because she has several uh, moments, several it's too, opportunities it's too early to kill him. And she doesn't. And he's no, well, like, even before you get that, though, yeah. like before she he even comes back, she she wants to be the queen pin. Right. She even says it. But she goes home. To do that, I don't know why. Like, did she know it? It was played out like she happened to see. Oh my gosh, Fisk has infiltrated my hometown. I need to do something here. If she was like trying to round up people to be her part of the army, when she goes back in there, she has someone to cover her. That right. would make sense. But she's, she's not. Around, yeah, her her whole plan is I'm gonna jump on this train and set a bomb on this ammunitions thing because yeah. i know yeah. for a fact it's going to the ammunitions warehouse right and it's going to kill right how does she all do? these criminals <laughs> it's, it's not going to kill anyone innocent i know <laughs> when this bomb is going to go off yeah <laughs> it's like what again what was her plan and then if she wants to be the queen pin kingpin shows up he gives it to her he gives it to her and she, then what but she's like no i don't want it anymore. <laughs> i don't want it and then there are multiple times where she gets on her bike and you think she's leaving, but then she's still there, which was also kind of confusing. She's yeah. on her bike a lot. Just going, she's where, riding are you, her bike. where are you going? Well, also, what is happening? If you wanted to stay, if you wanted to run through your hometown and be inconspicuous, do you think you would stay in your childhood home? Yeah, that's the first place to go. <laughs> is that the, do you think, oh, wait a minute. Maya's here. Where could we find her? <laughs> Would you not really let's go back to the childhood home? Very queen. And and even though she's in her childhood town, it takes like five episodes before she actually talks to the one person that can kind of explain what the fuck is going on with the visions. This is here's what I think happened with this show. 
I'll just give a high and then we can dive more into the details. I think this show was originally going to be six to eight episodes. Yes, it was going to be six episodes. Okay, yes. six episodes. I think Marvel watched it. Yeah. And then New Powers that be watching went, oh my God, we don't yes. have a yeah. fully coherent show here. Let's just like trim this down and streamline it. And I think it got even more cut up and incoherent than it really is. And that's yeah. why there's a lot of like things that happen yeah. that play out where it's like, Bonnie and, and Maya have this like relationship and they haven't yeah. seen each other and make, yeah. like that could be a thread, but let's just yeah. clean that up in a yeah. two minute scene. Chula and Bonnie yeah. or Chula and Maya have like this tension yeah. and let's just clean that up. And I think they just like everything. A lot of things just kind of had to get wrapped up real quick because they didn't actually have anything good. And that's why it feels so rushed towards it, the end. It, it is gets rushed. And you notice like the last two episodes seem a little bit cheaper. I feel like they had a bigger budget in the first three episodes and then they were like, "Whoa, whoa! You got did, you know? Did you notice too? The last two episodes are the least have the least runtime. They're like thirty minute episodes. Yes, they are the shortest. You're right about that. First and one like, is an hour, and then it considerably gets less and less as the, the last one's thirty seven. And they're like the first three have like these kind of fun fights and set pieces where you could see they're spending some money. And then the last one is, I mean, okay, there's so many things. Let's what talk. was Kingpin's plan? Uh. Oh, and why does he throw a tantrum like a child when she, she, she wanted her to come back? And then he just, I don't know what he was going to do. Why didn't he but, just kill her? Why did he? What, what was his plan? What 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 was his plan? Uh, I'm, he, I this, don't know. This woman shot you in the face. Yeah. And you still want her back to come fucking work for you? <laughs> like, she wants you dead, dude. Like, yeah. and, and then uh, and so they do the thing where they go into his backstory and he gifts her the hammer. That he right. used to kill his father when he, you know, he tells her my father also died, but he doesn't tell her what happened. Um, and okay, wait, wait, let's go back to the the ch- <laughs> the Choctaw ancestry. Oh, I hate that flashbacks. I hate While that. I I like the whole generational bloodline thing because it's kind of no. like Miss Marvel. I don't like the glowy hands. I don't understand why it's got to be glowy hands. I don't understand why if they're gonna cast. I understand they're ch- casting Choctaw people. Yeah, but can't they get anybody who's in shape? Uh, at all <laughs> to be in the, like your represent like there's that one guy that they got the big muscular guy that comes yeah, out in that yeah. scene where they're playing yeah. like uh i don't know what that is cricket, uh, or, uh, yeah. oh they're playing like, like a cricket, early uh, lacrosse, like playing lacrosse yeah. Yeah, yeah lacrosse 1280 oh that dude was huge he was great yeah but then everybody else looked like my dad <laughs> <laughs> like, i was like 1280 well, like, in alabama I, I just felt like that the whole ancestry thing like it clashed so hard with the tone they were going for a little bit street level in the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're doing this mystical thing on top of it. And furthermore, like that's not even her powers in the comics. And her, she's a badass character as it is. She is. I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything about her in the comics. But even in the Hawkeye thing, she had the other thing where she see things and and repeat. Right. She's kind of like taskmaster. Taskmaster, And it would have been great if they did the thing where she walks in, she assesses the scene. She can kind of see a couple moves ahead. And this is her skill. they did this with Shang Chi, and they're doing it here, where it's like, the, why can't these characters just be street level characters? I thought this was supposed to be a grounded street level thing with no fucking powers. Why don't? Why do they need power? They don't even need power. She does not need powers, and but you could still use the ancestor stuff to just reinforce the fact that she's good at fighting, right? She's right. A, she's a, a, an excellent Comes from marksman. Lineage of fighters or something. Yeah, like that. right. She she's good at shooting. She's good at fighting, and it all comes. But it totally like was that a tesseract water? Like why was it like Kahori is it was kind of strange why they had to change it. I I thought I liked the Choctaw stuff in the end in the last episode, but I thought there was gonna be more of that. 
kind of an examination of the culture and what it means to her and how it grounds her, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They don't really do you mean that. The, I you think mean it would have worked better as an allegory and then, than to actually make it a real thing. Yeah. I, I think that it's cool, like, the whole story of the Choctaw and, and how they... Uh, how they came from an almost like another dimension and and like became human and all and all of the other things that we learned about them throughout the series. I think that's all good, but I, I think the fact that you have to directly do it, it's like so heavy handed sometimes. Yeah. So, um, but like the it didn't really bother me as much as that it reminded me of another show we just watched and then another show that we just watched. Like we just watched the What If and then we watched Miss Marvel. A yeah. year before, yeah. and like they're all like it's echoing all of those things. Yeah, of it's echoing. really, it's really like just seems like unoriginal. Yeah. Like why, like, like do something different? Like I feel like they changed it because they already probably thought it was too similar to Taskmaster, but that's okay. This it could be the same but, but like, different. Why is it? Why is that so bad? Like exactly, you, I don't know. And then if you're gonna do it right, so yeah. like I don't agree that they did it first off. But then if you're gonna do it. They do this thing similar to like what was another unanswerable question. So we've got three. What was uh, Echo's plan? What was Kingpin's plan? Unclear. What are Echo's powers that she inherited? Don't know. You know yeah. why? Because yeah. it's we, we're going to make it purposely ambiguous so she can do anything at any time in any place in any any episode. Yeah. Any, what anything I, later. Uh, well, the first thing we see, which her is do. the same shit they did with Miss Marvel and the yes. same shit they've done with Shang-Chi. I'm going to need you to get all the way off my back about that's this. how I wrote it. That's why that happens. <laughs> I mean, I would argue that Miss Marvel at least is a little more concrete, right? She can control light, light and make it powerful. This one, the first time she uses it, it's that train scene. Her leg gets caught and she suddenly has these visions and she's strong, I guess. And then just to wrap up where it ends in the last episode, there's this Choctaw festival. Fisk is there. He's grabbed the Chula, Chula and Bonnie. It's the powwow. There's obvious bad guys sitting on top of a van that just out in, in the open. Uh, she gets a costume. They put her in the costume in the last fucking episode that Chula uh, made for her she gets to talk to her mom and her mom reiterates why you're called echo because the generations echo through you uh so while henry and biscuits take out the dudes outside biscuits is great he was hilarious maya summons the power of her ancestors and gives them to bonnie and chula and now this oh that was terrible the 70 year old woman is just knocking people out horrible and i hate when people transfer their powers to other yes people. that's bad but then i'm like all right now fisk and maya they're gonna go they're gonna throw down they're gonna brawl no that doesn't happen she heals him with her healing powers from of his mom. trauma of his trauma goes into his mind where he's crying like a little boy he's back in the room his dad is beating his mom in the other room the hammer's there she's talking to him like he's a toddler she's like give me the hammer it's okay give me the hammer but he kind of snaps out of it and it's this is the end was confusing uh one of his men grabs him and he's like what did you do he fucking takes off they don't kill each other they just leave they just leave and then maya (laughs) shows up at a barbecue just like at the end of she happily ever after and she's going to stay there. And then you get this post credit scene, which is kind of cool. It's Fisk in the plane and on TV. They're talking about the mayoral race and how what this race needs is a, a, an outside party, a brawler, somebody who can shake up the system. And Fisk is watching intently. Of course, this is setting up Daredevil Born Again, 
with that storyline where he'll probably be the mayor of New York City and Daredevil has to fight well, him. What does that have to do with anything we saw? That has yeah. nothing to do <laughs> Why with is that any of the show. happening? Yeah. What it is? It's like so, literally a different guy now on that plane. The the end is so like anticlimactic. Oh, it's the worst. It did he get reformed? It's unclear. Unsure. Uh, it's is so st- bad. I mean, it's it's. There's not a good action scene there. No. We're we're we're, wist- we're witnessing. This is now two shows now where we're witnessing the bitchification of uh, <laughs> of Wilson, Wilson Fisk. Fisk. Yeah, he. We, we saw him in Hawkeye get his, get ass, his ass beat by beat. a girl. Yes, and again. And then we have him here, like on his knees, begging for like, oh, my past. So, what are you doing to me? I, I will say Vincent D'Onofrio is fantastic. He definitely is the kingpin. But yes, yeah, it's not his fault. It's not his. No, fault. it's not his fault. Both times he has been reduced to tears, and like this obsession with Maya kind of also comes out of nowhere. Um, and he he just loses all the time. So how really menacing is this fucking kingpin so far? Hopefully they can fix that. I mean, in the it's not even show. a good like fight scene. It's just like, what is this? So I would say it had this. Sh- the show overall had two good fight scenes. The the one the one take mm-hmm. uh, with Daredevil, and they did some really clever stuff. You can kind of see the stunt double when when they cut, but it was pretty seamless. And then the the fight in the roller rink was was pretty badass. Okay. Uh, in episode three, it's all right. It's all right. Standard fair. But then outside great. of that, the train scene was a lot of CGI. Her jumping on the truck was kind of cool, I guess. But does this translate to a hero that you want to see again? No, and we no, didn't want to see her in the first place. Here's why. Well, we have one. We never want to see her in the first place. But let's like break the character down. So this is a character that worked for the kingpin and was an assassin. Probably killed a hundreds little, of innocent, lots of people, lots of innocent people, right? Yeah. Now you can make a show. You can make that the premise of the show. Yeah. She comes back to deal with her past. She's been gone for a long time. She's but trying none to of that happens for all mistakes. None of that happens. In fact, her motivation to start the show is I want to be the queen pin. Yeah. Then yeah. Terrible. She, yeah. Then she like runs. She brings all this trouble to her hometown. Yeah. She then gets imbued with all this power. Realizes oh she has a lineage, and tells the kingpin hey you're a sad sack of shit go deal with that. He runs away. And she gets to live happily ever after. Is she, she a good guy for now? anything? Yeah, is she <laughs> terrible? Is she? Is she? Has she redeemed there herself? Is, there's no. Yeah, the there's no redemption, and there's, there's no. There's nothing. Yeah, Look, going on. I will on. tell you this: watching this on paper, there's so much potential here. One hundred percent had so much potential. It's a great premise. It's a great setup. Wait, wait. Now, how is it a great setup? No, well, yeah, the setup. The, the good setup is all right. Uh, not for a hero, but for a story is that you lose this adopted family and you go yeah. back to your home. Yeah. They yeah. don't want you because of whatever. And you have to sort that out. Yeah. And then and you're, but you're also de- you went home because you're dealing with your demons. So you had to go back to the only place that you know, felt was home, but they don't want you either. So then you have to like relearn or you have to like atone for all the mistakes. You yes. Made. And none of yeah. that happens. No, none of that happens. No, but I, it had the potential for that to happen. There is a setup there that works. My yeah, Maya is some like some of that shit is relatable with her. The trauma, the connecting with her generations, finding out who you are, your lineage. Yeah. The problem is, and it's going to sound bad. The problem is the Lockwood Cox, the uh, Hawkeye. That was the first. She, that's the first role she's ever done, and yeah. she is Native American. She is deaf. That's her actual prosthetic leg. She goes from that to getting a whole show. She has one expression. She has like two. Yeah, the whole time she's not good. And if you are gonna do a character who is deaf, this person needs you to need, be expressive. Look, it doesn't matter your 
your whatever, like if you if you're if you have an affliction or you're you're deaf or whatever, you still have to have you, charisma. Yeah. Yes, you need presence. You need something. You need shape. <laughs> and be in shape. <laughs> I mean, in shape aside, I mean, she has. I mean, if you're an assassin and you were a killing machine, you would assume, you know, right. right. I mean, she has um, one. She has two. She, she has all two she can do is act angry. Yeah. Yeah. Scowl. She's just got a scowl. And then lighter that's scowl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, it's, so, I mean, it, her script, the script doesn't do her any favors, right? No. We just laid out no. how unlikable another she actually thing is. That was, another thing that was just like mystifying is that, okay, Lockwood uh, Cox is mute, doesn't talk. But why is everybody else not talking while they're signing? Some are. No, some are and some aren't. But even when they were like, like, it, it, it just seems unnatural. Down. I'm a person who talks that I'm also going to stop like Henry. When I'm talking her uncle Henry. He would talk, but it would it, it just it takes longer because you got to sign. And then they were like, Chula didn't say anything. I like the times where they took the sound away and they kind of put you in her place and you just hear the heartbeat like in that fight scene, her first kill. If you listen, when she's choking that guy, you kind of hear two heartbeats. And then we watch her first kill. She snaps his neck. And then you just hear one heartbeat. No, I agreed with that. I, I like I yeah, that. Too. I wish there was they did more. that in the last episode, too, where she, when she gets the. Oh, yeah. When he's yelling at her. Yeah, exactly. That was great. There should have been more of that to put us yeah, in her a little shoes. Bit. Well, someone was someone, a critical drinker posted. He said it would have been a real risk. I don't know if it would have worked, but he basically said the if they would have just made sound. the entire show yeah. from her perspective where it was. Yeah. It was silent. That would have been it, might have, it might have been fun, like a little, not more fun. I don't know. Might, we just saw Silent Night something. and whatever the Silent Silent Night, whatever that yeah. movie. Oh yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> that like, was I terrible. Wanna... I mean, to do well, five it... episodes with no sound at all. Or, but just but like... you work around it, right? Like yeah. you do when she's not involved. Obviously, oh, there's, right. there's you can hear, like yeah, when yeah. it's when it's her perspective. Yeah. Maybe you make it silent. I did think it was funny that Fist doesn't even bother to learn fucking sign language, and he shoots the interpreter because, of course, she's heard things. And then he's got that contact lens with the VR virtual. That thing was cool. I was like, that should be a real thing. Uh, I, I love the scene when Fisk is like, let's have Sunday dinner and it's mm. Thursday or whatever. And then he pulls out food and then she like says a couple things and he gets up and, and leaves. And then he leaves. They don't even fucking <laughs> eat nothing. He drops the knife and he's like, just be on this plane. I'm going to go now. What happened to the dinner? They don't even fucking eat nothing. What was the yeah, point of that? You, you absolutely are right to him right now that you point out. There are plenty of scenes where it looks like she's leaving town. Yeah, all the time then, she's on her bike. Back. And then she's like back. And I was like, I thought you were like, like we just cut that scene. Like, <laughs> it's, remember it's, that she went? She's back now. It got chopped up a lot. It had it to. Definitely got they, chopped they up. had to figure out how to finish it. And the finish. I, I heard that Daredevil scene was supposed to be in the fourth episode. Oh, really? I'm glad it was in the first episode because that was. That was dope. But even that, like, this is supposed to be Marvel Spotlight. Do you think they did? Like, the first 20 minutes was a lot of recycled things, things oh, we yeah. saw. They, that was literally, they were like, this is supposed to be something you can watch independent. But, but then they, they had to they show spend you the fucking, first episode yeah. recapping Hawkeye. And then they show you Hawkeye, and you're going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? And they show you Daredevil, and you're going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, they don't really uh, explain it as well as they should. Apparently, this is also Daredevil during the blip. He did not get blipped. Oh. Uh, if you do the time line well what what happened here was the show was built around a character that no one really wanted to see when shit was getting greenlit all over the place they had something there in terms of like let's make it dark and gritty um but then once they filmed everything they realized oh fuck our script sucks we have an actress that can't act 
and all we really got going on is it's dark and we got Wilson fit. We got Vincent D'Onofrio back. Let's just they did this for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. So they just they just shit it out. And Marvel knew that it was sucked. Because That's why they put it out. on Exactly. Them. That's why yeah. they released it the way they did. I'm mad at that trailer. That was some false fucking advertising. Those were, it was a good trailer. The trailers were great. And I feel like I promised the different show. That it's we not got- that violent. And, oh, that's the. Let me ask you this: TVMA did it deserve it? I didn't think it was TVMA enough. You had some blood, some shots to the head. That was really about it. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, you can't rest rest it on. I think the the real issue is that um, it's just not a very well written show. Yeah, they ran with a bat, a, with, a, with with a with a lead that really actually. Kind so of sucks. this one, could you make this into a two hour movie? I feel like the show is simultaneously not long enough and it's too long. I don't know if it has. I don't even know if it has a second act. What? Yeah. What is the third? Yes, the third act just kind of happens. I will say the premise. The premise that we boiled out of it has potential for a movie, um, but you would definitely need to rewrite it, and um, you would definitely need to cast someone that's more likable, <laughs> a better actress. I don't that think she's going anywhere. Con. Is the thing. Um, and then you always have a character like it reminded me of Madison from She-Hulk. Remember Biscuits is kind of like, oh, this, yeah, this show's Madison. You always have this goofball character. Well, you you, you brought up out. Biscuits as the goofball yeah. and you liked yeah. him. I, I thought he was funny at some times, but I was also like, this is typical. Yeah, this is like Kat Dennings. This yeah. is. Yeah. So it does. Happy Hogan. It falls to the Marvel formula a bit, even though they're like, oh, no, this is going to be different. And uh, no. Nah. Not really well, it was again, it was greenlit when Marvel was greenlighting, greenlighting everything. Yeah. Yeah. So this was also made under that old regime. Yeah. So I feel like we're getting towards the end of these kind of shows. Like maybe Agatha will have the same problems, but clearly they're retooling the Daredevil show. And that's where the change might start if they can salvage whatever they shot. Um, I think they tried to salvage this and they were like, it's not salvageable. Yeah. I know that this show had two cocks in it, but it needed another two. It was a Cox fight. (laughs) They needed Brian Cox and and Courtney Cox. Cox. Why isn't there more Cox in this show? This is what has saved the show. I think, yeah, more Cox would have been better. More Cox would have saved the show. Yeah, I think uh, they're they're absent in Cox. I love that they just end, like the show just ends. Yeah, the ending was very (laughs) strange. I was into it in the first three episodes, and then I was like, "Whoa!" What? I'm with you. I was into it in the first three, and then it started going. Wait a minute, what? What's like what it needed here? more episodes, but also you could have done all of this in less. Like it's really weird. You could have went yeah, either it, way. It's it, it's a show that simultaneously feels too long and too short. Yes. How do you do that? <laughs> I just remember seeing that opening scene with uh with the with the mystical shit. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I hope this doesn't translate to powers. Uh, of yeah. course it will. And and I'm like, oh well, no, it's gotta be. We, I had just seen the what if. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is not the but same. But then I thing. thought they would connect that, like Kahori maybe is part of this, or she's one of the ant. No. That's racist, Imran. What? Yeah, that's that's, what are you talking about? <laughs> not <laughs> all indigenous things. Uh, yeah, you're not the same you tribe, Imran. You didn't like the uh, silent movie, uh, black and white silent movie shit in the beginning of that episode. Uh, what was that three or four? That was uh, episode three. Tuklo about Tuklo, the sharpshooter, light horseman, the light horseman. I don't know. That was all right. I think the tones really clash, though. Again, yeah, when you yeah. when you do the noir stuff and yeah. then you do the um, the superhero stuff. Yeah, it should have been just grounded street level you could still use the ancestors but not 
Why you gotta be glowy hands all if everybody's got glowy fucking hands? I just think it's lame that you change the character midstream. Like, it's just, you all of a sudden just imbue the character with these powers. He has, there's not even a catalyst for it. In right. times of need? Yeah. yeah. Like, imagine she would have went back yeah. and she was like, you know what? Like, I've been living in New York. My dad died. I don't really have any link. And they said, you know, we need you to freaking participate in some activity. We and they all come went. Home. And, they, and they had, and all of a sudden she had a spiritual awakening. Like, they don't even do that. Well, they could, you know what they could have done too? I, I, I'm on your same wavelength. Let, let's say, okay, well, why did she not um, feel these things in New York, right? And you could go, well, she was a horrible person in New York. She comes back home and she's still a horrible person. And the only way she starts to get in, feel these awakenings or these echoes um, as she starts to write herself, right? So, like, the closer she gets to being a good person, the more oh. she's starting to get these awakenings, oh, these echoes, the vision. and then Ooh. by the end, she's wrapped up into a good person, sort of like how Thor when he gets his hammer, and you're, yeah. she's like, oh, she's now earned the powers. She's yeah. redeemed herself for all the mass killings she's done. But instead, the way they write it is, <laughs> you're in your hometown, yeah. and you were always going to get these powers because you're back with your hometown, regardless if you're a good person or not. Like she doesn't change to earn the powers. Oh, because we wrote this show yeah. this way. <laughs> She's the same person. She just gets the powers, and then the powers make her a better person, which is ass backwards. It should be the person earns the powers, not the powers earns the person. Does she still, yeah. does she still want to kill Kingpin? I don't know. Well, well, she, wants, she, she heals him. She heals him. Oh, yeah. she I, wants I, to I, they, they write it to like, oh, she heals him, so she has his powers, but she does good with it. But she's done nothing good prior to make us be like, oh, this is a character worth having this great power. Yeah, that would have been a better show. Uh, what? Okay, what about? I mean, the thing is, this had moments of moments of good shit, like that the scene we yeah, saw in the trailer where where he beats the fucking hot dog vendor. Like we see that again, but I like the bit where Maya watches him. Yeah, and she walks up and she starts kicking the guy. I liked that bit too. That was great. Like you see how she responds to violence, and I also did love after she fights Daredevil, he's telling her. None of my men have been able to keep up with him like that. He was like, I'm very proud of you. That was amazing. I'll put you in charge. But None of never- my men could keep up with him, but an overweight bl- woman could. Yeah, but can you believe she was the stunt double? There's a lot of stunt double. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's another thing, too, right? Like, they cast this girl, limited actress, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. partly because she's deaf, but also, lim- like, limit, not a ton of this, experience. No, this is the now second also, thing she's done, only thing she's done. Limited in terms of, like, looking athletic and fighting like when she's throwing punches and stuff are you like it you're not going in there you're like wow that's believable she's really put in a lot of work to like look like a real martial artist out there it's like no this clearly <laughs> looks she like went, shit. she went to the ralph macho school of <laughs> yeah, she's all floppy <laughs> like fucking danny larousse so i mean there's oh, it, there's moments of things where she's trying to add some character, right? Like the moment I think of is the first time she meets Daredevil in the she punches, he punches her and she goes sliding and she kind of slams her hand on the ground like, I can't believe he got me. I'm going to take care of him. Uh, and then I kind of believe that fight. But yeah, I don't know. I don't How know about, you know, her kicking the guy while he's down? Okay, fine. That's yeah. he was an asshole, but she yeah. still kicks him as a kid. Yeah. How about them sh- <laughs> having her shoot down a bird as a kid? Oh yeah, she's like she fucking tries to. Kill I just want to see if I can hit it. She I want to see. see. We have this fucking. I mean, when 
you know, like when kids kill animals for yeah, fun. Yeah, it means something. That's like a real like that's fucking. Like, that's like a like like that's like you need to go to therapy and be locked away real away because you're going to be a mass murderer. That's what's called a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you think about, and it. they're like, you know what? This is a good scene for us to feel sympathy for this. She character. tried to kill the fucking tribal ancestor bird. Come on, this bird is helping you out, warning you of things. And she I just wanted to see if I could it. hit it. Yeah, she's like, oh, it fell. It didn't really fall. And her mom's <laughs> like, oh, you okay? Well, I'll heal it oh, anyways. And her mom's like, oh, I know you're a fucking asshole. I know I you just, tried to kill this that, fucking it, thing. Again, the problem is with her performance. Even when she was working for Fisk and wanted to take over, you don't really get a sense of anything that she's like a badass that she should be in command. That she or you don't even see that she's sympathetic in any way right. either. Yeah, yeah. She I mean, has it, no remorse for anything she's done. Yeah, it, that's it's just written in a way where. Yeah, or not a lot of good character. I wonder if we will see her in Daredevil show. Probably not. Oh, they're gonna just yeah, they're gonna they're gonna force her in. They're gonna that's what they do. They they, they do it. I, mean, I don't think you do a second season either. No, I don't know. They just had to get rid of this. Season. I think just, she didn't shit in John and Johnny Depp's bed, so she'll be back. <laughs> so if you if you have to use her, you use her very sparingly. But yeah, if, yeah. if 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 it were up to me, I would unfortunately. I would just kill the character. It's just a bad character. It's a it, bad character with a really limited actress. Yeah, maybe we can't recast. I think you just. Uh, oh, if you recast, that'd that be, would be everyone <laughs> would be, be mad. Too. How are you gonna do that? You can't do that. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, what, after Echo Hawkeye, I was like, maybe she'll grow into the role, and I don't know if I saw any growth. Like, do you give her another shot? Well, to there grow was growth, this? but I don't think it helped. <laughs> Some kind of growth. It was yeah, gross. It's just a bad. It's just it was a bad idea to start. You had the wrong person in the role right off the bat. But seeing fucking D'Onofrio was great. It got- no, but but the thing is, you're. This is now the second show where you're like bringing him in to prop up the entire show, and yeah. instead of him propping up the show, it's yeah. making his character worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like now you're not. You watch him in these two shows, and you go, "I, I don't want to see that guy in Daredevil." Like, yeah, he's not the same guy. Yeah, this is going to be your big street level Thanos guy. I don't know. And like, do we have any hope? Is this do tone? I, do I want to see this version of the Kingpin interact with Spider Man? Like, so no? yeah, they're they're operating on uh, soap opera level plots and like through lines here. They try. Yeah. I feel like they tried to uh, reach the Netflix Daredevil level of darkness but didn't get there. It's not the dark. So like that's the thing. The darkness the darkness is just the tone. It's right. not the tone that's wrong with this. It's the writing. It's the right it's the writing story. The tone is I mean they they had it it kind of felt like that a little yeah, bit. Okay. But okay. what made those shows better was not how dark and gritty they were. It was like yeah. the the writing was actually really yeah. good. Yeah. And you had high level acting. You had Vincent D'Onofrio, but he had Charlie Cox on the yeah. other side. Yeah. Whereas this show had it's the wrong Cox, the wrong Cox, <laughs> <laughs> it's the wrong Cox. Speaking of Daredevil board again, apparently they are bringing back uh, 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 Foggy and Karen Page, same that. actors. Nice. Uh, Deborah Ann Wall and Eldon Henson, I believe. And we talked about how they put the Netflix Daredevil show on Disney Plus. All the Netflix shows are now. On Disney Plus, even really, even Ooh. Defenders and the Iron Fist, I believe, meaning this is all canon. Uh, they're they have slotted them in the timeline. Well, that doesn't mean it's all canon. I'm well, but this is the same Fisk and Charlie Cox, is it? I don't know. I don't we'll know. see. I don't know. I want it to be. 
Um, so does this give you? Uh, so I like it makes me worried for the Daredevil show, but the fact that they have paused and they're going back and they're redoing it makes me feel better. So I think they will do the right thing with that show. Take the time to make it good. I don't know what other shows are coming out in between. Yeah, what's the next one? Uh, you know? I I I don't know. I I know Daredevil has been pushed back till 2025. Let's see, Phase Five in the works. We will look at this television. Next one supposedly oh. is I Agatha. Yes, late 2024. Agatha Darkhold Diaries or Coming to Chaos, whatever the fuck it's called. Mm, I don't know. I don't what, know. What are the odds that one's good? I don't know. Aubrey Plaza <laughs> is in that one. Uh, they did announce this animated show, Eyes of Wakanda, also coming out possibly later well, this animated. year. Yeah, it's animated. And that Spider-Man show has changed title, titles. It was like Fresh Spider-Man, Freshman Year. It's going to be called Your Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Also on this wiki is Marvel Zombies. All in 2024. All animated. Yeah. So three animated shows, and then we will get Daredevil Born Again probably in 2025. After, wow. Yeah, we're gonna have a and that's, this Wakanda show was supposed to be live action at one point, I think. Oh, it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think this is now an animated production. And then remember, Daredevil will be eighteen episodes, which is the well, what this shows me is they're like, you know what, we really suck at making live action. Yeah, shows. they're taking a break. They gotta <laughs> let's, finish let's Agatha. Just fucking, let's fucking take a break on all this. Agatha's in post production, and meanwhile, you can work on some animated shows just to keep us. At bay until you fucking fix Daredevil. Um. So yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Ultimately, uh, I kind of feel the same way I felt about it, Monarch. Yes. Right, where I watched the first couple episodes, going, "Oh, yeah. this might be something." It's got and potential. You just went, "Oh, the writing on this is horrible. This is nothing." And then, the thing I offered you a chance to be a cop, and you, <laughs> blew, and you blew it. it. Yeah, but in both cases. All right, Anthony, wrap it up, rate it, rank it. We got like ten shows. 12 seasons oh, of television. What are you going to do? Um, this show. Yeah. I mean, it had, it had potential. I knew when they released it uh, as all one day, I think I, that was a red flag for me. Five episodes was also a red flag. Like who does a five episode show? Um, yeah. But then the trailers kind of got me hyped. And then lied. seeing the first episode, I went, Oh, this, this is different. You know, this is, this feels, feels good. But as the show played out, it ultimately was very disappointing, very vague. Everything is just very vague. It ends with a real whimper. Um, it's ruining one of my favorite characters uh, in terms of uh, the Netflix stuff. So I don't hate it as much as I did not like Mar- Monarch, but did not end in a way that um, made me satisfied with what I saw. So five out of ten is what I'm going to rank okay. it or uh, okay. rate it. And then as far as ranking it. I have it above. I have it near the bottom. Yeah, I have it above Falcon and Winter Soldier, Secret oh, really? Invasion, and She She Hulk. And She Hulk. Okay, th- those two. It's in. It's but it's in like the Falcon and Winter Soldier class. Okay, might even be. You know what? It's worse than Falcon. Winter it Soldier, is. That is. show is better than this show. Come on. But yeah, I could right. absolutely see Secret Invasion, uh, She Hulk, kind of all in this one. Yeah, I think it's a little better than those. Um, oh, you think so? Better than mm. well, Secret Invasion is just a disaster. Yeah, and She Hulk is also somewhat of a disaster. Uh, this one is also slightly a disaster, but at least has some threads that made it a little interesting. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Five out of ten. Rugs, what are you gonna give it? Where are you gonna put it? Um, 
Yeah, the the reason why sh- it's definitely in the rankings, it is um, joining She-Hulk and Secret Invasion. Both were huge disappointments because I was anticipating She-Hulk. I love that character. They did her dirty. And Secret Invasion, they really fucked up. Yeah. So, but no one wanted this show <laughs> and we got it and it was, it, we watched it and it had some redeeming qualities, but not many. So, yeah, I, I kind of go, I'm going to go like a 4.5 with this one uh, as as a uh, rating. And it's it's basically among those bottom three there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Yeah. This show, I'm trying to think if I was more or less disappointed than the end of Monarch. I think I was, that was less disappointing than this. Oh, the last episode of Monarch's better than this. Right, and it's more episodes. So yeah, the fact that it's this truncated five episode run is is confusing. I think that's actually like good because we have to endure it less. Yes. Yes, it was less to go through. You're going to make a bad show yeah. that I didn't want to watch in the first place. Yeah, don't make it fucking It'll make it long. So they yeah, did at least that I could right. watch Echo all in basically a day. Yeah. But like again, the potential of the show on paper and I got excited with those trailers. There's some good. I think the fight scenes are pretty decent, but overall, this character is just it was confusing. And uh, the yeah, I'm gonna shit. I'm gonna give it like a. I'm gonna give it a six. Jesus Christ, I'm run. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a six, but it is. It's at the bottom, tied with like Secret Invasion, She Hulk. I did enjoy the meta commentary in that last episode. I thought that was fucking clever. So is a six a bad score for you, run? <laughs> I think so. Okay, that's a you know the you know six is above five, which means I know. It's above average. I mean, it's above a, it's it's all it was just all right. I think I, got, I think anything over a five point five is a recommend, but a, a weak recommend at <laughs> yeah. best. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I you know there's there has moments of things that I like, and it just ends weird, and you can see what happened with the budget and the fucking retooling. Yeah. But nobody, nobody wanted this character, and this is the reason why we found out why. Uh, the actress is not good. No, that's my, and I feel it's, bad. And it's not because she's deaf, right? No, like I, I don't, wanna, I want to put that out there. She's yes. not because she's deaf. It's because yes. she cannot emote anything no, with her that, face. And I feel bad saying it, but if she could just be a little more expressive, with there were so many. This the material is there to be expressive and sell this shit without words, and she does not take advantage of it. Nobody directed her to take advantage of it. Uh, so yeah, and why glowing well, hands? Every every actor has a way to connect, and uh, you're just not getting the connection that you need. I don't no. think you know, there's it's just not there. Charisma. You no. said it earlier. Just there's just no charisma there. Yeah, there's no charisma. There's no presence. Is it better than Secret Invasion? I'm. I don't know. It's like tight. Secret Invasion did have a little more strong six. Really. It's a strong- <laughs> It's a, Your but, ratings really crack me up. But, oh, you, you shit on the entire episode show, and then you go six out of ten. Six is bad for me. I liked it. <laughs> I give it like mine a, usually gives everything an eight and yeah, a half. Yeah, I would have given it an eight if I liked it. Six is bad. For me, I feel bad calling anything like a four. I mean, it wasn't a four. It wasn't a complete fucking train wreck. I would say it it's closer to fine. a four than it was a six. Maybe. Maybe five and a half. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it gets hard when it gets down there. But yeah, no, the last few shows have not been good. No, that's all that. But Loki's was good. Loki's oh yeah, so outside of Loki, uh, and this going back not... to Miss Marvel, I think was the last good one I liked. 
Like Hawkeye, Hawkeye wasn't bad. You think about what happened in Hawkeye, and it was kind of fun. And uh, I, I did not. I liked the the character they introduced. I did not like Hawkeye. I like Kate Bishop. By the end of it, um, I, I I don't have any hope for Agatha either. I feel like we're no, going to go that, through. I was joking. Around. That show again. cannot be good. That's going to be. I, I never want to see that show. That's apparently nine episodes, which is like maybe too much. That's another. That's unless it's uh, half hour. It's another one where it was like, why are we, why are we even doing this show? Yeah. At least, at least, uh, what's her name? Catherine, Catherine Hahn. Is she's a, great. She's better actress, a lot better oh, yeah. actress than a lot with class. She can, yeah, she's good at comedy. She can sing. She's got more personality. It just, I think it more comes down to the character she's playing. No one wants to see that character with their plus, own show. You pick a brand new actress to put as a side character in Hawkeye, and then just give her her own show. Like she's not done anything. At least give her some. Talking Echo. Yes. Here's some acting lessons. I mean, we know why that was. You know that was why that yeah. was yeah. Uh, pushed or greenlit. But the, okay, but I have to say, the representation, the diversity is great. I know there's a lot of hard uh, hearing impaired people, a lot of indigenous people watching this, a lot of people with prosthetic limbs going, "This is amazing." That I see somebody like me in here. That's great, and that's fantastic. It should be. You know, there. But you know what would be even better? She's got to be a better actor. <laughs> you know what would be even better though? Yeah. If if. They were actually in, represented in a better form of media. Yeah, as in, if like as if the sh- as in the show was better. Like if right. the show was awesome, right. And everyone got to see that representation. That's yeah. great. If the show sucks and yeah. you have all that representation, yeah, they're just like shitting these things out. Yeah, yeah. Not much thought. It doesn't yeah. mean anything. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. No one's and gonna I- watch it. No one. No one saw it. No one's yeah. gonna care. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't leave any sort of mark on media. Yeah. It's almost. Yeah. It's kind of like. I mean, so it reminded me of Miss Marvel. Like they did, a, even though that was the highest rated show, the lowest ratings, you had all the Pakistani families watching it at once. This should have been that, but it's just, uh, it's you know representation. Also reminded me of Miss Marvel. Yeah. It started off with an interesting premise. Yeah. And then it farted out at the end and didn't yeah. know where it wanted to go and just kind of ended. Yeah. The end of Miss Marvel is. Miss Marvel great. ends basically yeah. the same way. Yeah. It just kind of ends. The kid gets yeah. I don't know gets, why they they don't know how to. Oh my god, her father gives third act. Her father gives Kamala Khan the name just like her mother gives her her name. Like yeah, they don't know how to end these. They, they have like a little pamphlet that they give you. Yeah, and you get like a show. Yeah, this is how you make a show for Marvel, and you like okay, your mom makes the suit. Yes, your mom makes right. the suit. Your, your mom dad, names you. Your dad's gonna give you the name. Your we brother. have a flashback to some uh, cultural uh, background. Right. I tell you about the plight of your people. Right. And then that everybody in your family's got these so powers. That's what bogs this down is like the structure to this Marvel formula that they could, they want to adhere to is kind of gets in the way of them telling a fucking good story. Right. Yeah. No, it gets it's kind it of got in the way of them telling a crime noir story. Yeah. It should have been. That was going to be grounded. All but right. All the writing could not save the fact that this girl cannot act. Yeah. That's that's a big problem. <laughs> that's a big problem. That's the thing. I mean, if your lead is awful, you're already yeah. starting so behind the eight ball. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's it for Echo. Let's do some news from the nation. What a show. <laughs> it's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It's. Thanks. It's thanks. What a show is right. Like 
on paper, you would think you got two big geek IPs here. It should be fun to talk about, but they both kind of will suffer from the same thing in different ways. It's wild. But this is where we're at with the state of these things until fucking the new season of the boys comes out. You know, we can do. What are you going to do? Uh, I got one comment from uh, our buddy Brian Goff, not Matt Delhauer. Brian Goff. Uh, he writes it on Instagram. He says, what's up, boys? For the most part, really enjoyed Echo. I actually thought it was pretty tame, though, compared to what I was expecting as far as the violence. The characters were mostly likable, but why the hell did they hire a dude who's almost 60 years old to play Maya's dad? I do love that actor, though. His name is Zahn McLarnan, and he was great in Reservation Dogs and Fargo Season 2. Oh, he was in that. See, he is in good shows. Uh, and then he says, also, this is a week late, but wasn't it great at the end of Episode 9 of Monarch? When Janet Van Dyne rescued Kate in the quantum realm. That's where I got the comment. Brian Goff wrote it. The finale's out. I haven't watched it yet. I'll get to it. But let's face it. This show sucks. Okay. So he was not a fan of the monarch, but enjoyed the echo. Mm. Um, I think some people enjoyed the echo. Despite yeah, I did see some, some good it's mixed I, it, on letterbox, but there's, there's yeah, the, some, good the, stuff some of the reviews have been polarizing on both sides. Some, some like legit, Sites saying this is a groundbreaking show and a new uh, brave move for MCU and other shows are like, this is a mess. And it was a mess. It was clunky. It was a messy, clunky mess. So <laughs> it's it's surprising how uh, getting both sides of things. Okay, let's finish up. What are we watching? Anthony, are you watching anything? I'm trying to think. Am I watching anything else? I'm going to go with no. Nothing grabs your fancy right now. All right. No. Well, you know, I had to watch all the episodes of Echo. And That's true. That takes time. And Monarch. And that, yeah. I just don't know how you guys watch all the other stuff you watch. Oh, we uh, watched a bunch of shit rugs. What have you been watching? I watched Fast X. Oh, you did. I still have it on movie? the cock. Um, it's on the cock. I still haven't seen it. It's on the cock. It. Yeah. It's, it's, only, it's only the beginning of a, of a two-parter. Two-parter. So, yeah. so it like stops like halfway in through the movie. And they're like, oh, you're not going to get into this story yet. So you have to wait until the rest of it comes Fast out. But, X squared. Um, this movie has too many people in it. <laughs> <laughs> you think? All right. That's number one. You got Mo- J-Mo is in the, it. The, the, the cast is huge. Um, the way they go about doing everything is ridiculously stupid. Uh, it's just I mean, it, it's a ridiculous, stupid movie. Uh, what do you think of Momoa's acting? Oh my god, <laughs> I've heard oh some things. Is it different? Wow. Is it? Well, you didn't see the the second. Aquaman. He wants to be the Joker so bad. Oh, does he? Yeah, he wants to be the Joker so bad. Um, Is he playing himself again? No, I don't know. No. Uh, maybe. Uh, Louis Leterrier is directing, so the direction's a little bit. Uh, you know inspiring i guess it's like the only thing that's like decent in the, the movie incredible hulk the, director yeah it's, it's, the action's not bad like it, it does engage it's engaging and uh yeah they they pretty much there's no laws of physics in any of this imdb like, says justin lynn also direct it's got both of them listed here which is weird mm-hmm. oh uh, justin lynn started shooting it Leterrier finished it. Hmm. Yeah, maybe he finished it. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Like as far as action is concerned, like the action was just yeah. Vin Diesel can do anything in a car. That's what you learn. He can drive down the <laughs> side of a, a dam like, as it's exploding. He can make that car fucking do anything. <laughs> like j- as long as you have a NOS, 
like uh, nitrous oxide yeah. in your car, yeah. you can do anything. You can fucking it just it, it the car is alive and just listens to what you want it's it to Rider. do. Yeah. yeah. It just has it just becomes alive. It just does whatever you want it to. It flips however you want it to. It it gets it gets brute strength when you need it. <laughs> it I need to pull down two helicopters. All right, car. I'm giving you some NOS and it's like ah, it just <laughs> does it. Do it. Yeah, it just makes it the NOS never runs out though. It's just always there uh, on demand. So there's a reports out saying Fast and Furious 11 is going to go back to basics with a different villain and a smaller budget and will be a throwback to the first movies. Yeah. After this, does that make sense? Is it the Rock in this next one though? Yeah. Oh, he's coming back. Oh, yeah. Dude, everybody's in it. So many people are in it. I thought I was in it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's, that's All the many people are in, were in it. I'm like, what am I going to be in? Yeah, this? Everybody's in this fucking crazy. I, is Imran in this? Yeah. Uh, so. Everyone from <laughs> Helen Mirren to Statham is in this fucking movie. Yeah, there's a lot. There's too many people in this movie. <laughs> Alan Richardson's in this, too. Yeah. Speaking of which, have you caught, are you watching Reacher? You caught up? I did. Was it over yet? Or still no, one more? I think there's one more episode. Yeah, there's one more yet. It's, left. it's still fun and dumb. And just fun. I don't know. Well, I watched an actual. I even put this in. I watched another movie starring Alan Richson. Oh, really? What's that one? <laughs> Above the Shadows. It was filmed in Brooklyn. It's a low budget movie. Okay. Uh, it's an indie movie about a down and out uh, MMA is. fighter. Oh. All right. Now it's, it's got a twist. Uh, he meets a girl that no one can see. Okay. And they help each other out. Well, Olivia Thurlby is in this. Uh, he's yes. the MMA fighter. Jim Gaffigan's in this. Okay. It was yes. made in 2019. Above the Shadows. It's a very, it's not a good movie, okay. but it's. Is that I Megan Fox? Is Megan Fox in this? Megan Fox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I watched the whole thing, but they know each other from the Ninja Turtles movies. Oh, right. Because he was, oh, yeah. he was Raphael. By the way, he, so. um, he completely shits on those Indian Turtles movies. Richson? Yeah. Yeah, but he was like so much. You could just see how much more huge he is now because yeah. his head's a different shape. Yeah. Like he's got H-H, like a. Co- yeah, he's got like a fucking Hulk head now. Fuck, he was and Raphael. And he yeah. was in an episode of Black Mirror. I did not. No, he looks. He got a lot bigger because he looked different. Yeah, he looked completely different. Now. Lots of roids. Oh, the steroids. He's the. He's the sad, he doesn't even look like a real person. Even as uh, that's, when he, well, that's when you know when they're doing all the drugs because like their head si- like you look at Stallone in the like early eighties and then when Camille and Janney. yeah yeah you look at all those guys their heads change yeah the that's head, wild like your head size grows which is insane that's crazy I mean yeah even as like when he was Hawk in those DC shows he was not that big no he's huge now he's I don't know giant. he just. <laughs> Uh, okay, wait. Let's go back and forth. I saw a bunch of stuff. I saw this movie on Netflix called Society of Snow. All right, what's that about? It's very good. Cocaine? No, it's actually. <laughs> remember that movie, Alive? Oh, it's the real version. It's of the that. real. It's the more true version of the plane crash in 1972 of a rugby team from uh, Ur- Rugby Uruguay, Montevideo. Oh. They're flying to Santiago, Chile. They got to fly through the Andes. The plane crashes. In the middle of nowhere on top of the Andes, and they have to survive. This is not a spoiler. You can look it up. They fucking survive for 72 fucking days. 
Wow. And they didn't find any Andes candies. No Andes candies on this, on this mountain. The, the stool, <laughs> it's, full. it's really the movie's really good and harrowing, and the story is fucking crazy. Uh, and I believe this is more of a true story than a live is, but it's it's a Spanish movie. It's all in Spanish subtitles. Maybe when they get to Chile, they get something to eat. Yeah, no, they <laughs> how they got found, how they survived. You can kind of get. There's only one way you would survive on the mountain seventy two days. Can anybody guess? You have to eat your own poo. No, you're close though. Eat each other. Eat people. You got. Yes. You got to eat the fucking dead people. Yeah, you have to. There's no way. There's no other way they're gonna survive. It's you, you would crazy. go pretty quick, right? And run I don't know. I would, you. If I didn't survive the crash. Want, I want a titty. If I didn't survive the crash. <laughs> no, you kind of look. It's all frozen. They're little pieces. You just close your eyes, pretend it's something else, and chew it. I, I, Imran, I'd probably, I'd, we'd, we'd probably have to get you out first. I mean, I, I would provide a, a really good fire, for sure. <laughs> well, the blubber would burn it. We'd make it, we'd make it a week. At a high, at high rate. If yeah. I didn't survive the crash, I don't think I would make it a fucking week. I don't know how these fuckers survive for over two months. <laughs> okay, Ruggs, what else? What else did you watch? Your turn. Oh, I watched The Holdovers. Ah, that's on uh, The Cock also? What is that on? I want to see this. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's on The Cock. Yeah. It's also how was it? Paul Giamatti uh, getting winning awards? I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was a good movie. Like, one of those good, uh, make you feel good movies kind of thing. It's, it was uh, uh, about a guy who... Uh, they get held over during Christmas break. So everybody goes home, but he can't because his parents are I love that out of the story. country. Because, so he's got to yeah. stay at college. And uh, Paul Giamatti plays the professor who gets tapped for the job this year. Yeah. He's got a babysitter. And yeah. And so it's like, uh, you know, it's one of those movies where you like you, you bond with some dude that you, you're not supposed to bond with. And, you know, you learn about yourself and blah, blah, blah. Divine, Divine Joy Randolph also winning awards for her, her role. Is the She was great that. Yeah. yeah. But I love that premise because like that happened at college all the time. You would just I love when like the holidays come, everybody leaves. You end up at some random dude's house with his family for Thanksgiving or Christmas. And it's just like or you stay in the school and it's empty and you just got you have the whole place to yourself. Yeah. Uh, I think like nobody around. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to see that. Uh, uh, OK, my turn. Also on the cock, uh, t- the Ted the TV series. Do you know Ted the talking? Oh, yeah, it yeah. sounds Seth good. McFarland. Is it good? Holy shit! This show is fucking hilarious. It is like a vulgar R-rated uh, Goldbergs. Like it's about teenage life. So it takes place in the credits of Ted after Ted has been famous in the eighties, and then his fame has gone away. And he's just hanging out with that dude, John, who's a teenager. The episodes are about like smoking weed for the first time, renting your first <laughs> porn, trying to get a date to the prom. And, and there is some vulgar, dark jokes, full on swearing. It's fucking hilarious. I laughed so much. I, right, I'm going to check that Seth out. Seth MacFarlane produced, stars, directs. He makes good comedy television. The I man, love Ted. Yeah. If you like the movie, definitely watch the show. It is exactly the same tone. It's fucking hilarious. And Seth's great. Like, I love the Orville. I love Family Guy. He knows how to make good television. Uh, Ruggs, your turn. What else did you watch? I watched Wes Anderson's Asteroid City. This is a weird one. Was this any good? I heard it wasn't that good. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's a whole movie. <laughs> what what happened in this? I have nothing. Nothing happens. <laughs> nothing happens. Absolutely nothing happens. Basically, it takes place in the desert. Uh. Uh, there's like a, a, a nerd convention. Like they're there. They're in the desert to see some kind of phenomenon that's happening in the sky. 
So they and they, but at the same time they're having a contest for all these nerds. And so the nerds and their families all come to the desert and then weird shit happens. And that's basically the the setup for it. Yeah. But it's all happening in a play within a play within a play. Oh, that's a Wes Anderson thing for sure. Yeah. So it basically cuts to like um, them, like breaking character and then going into like another scene where they're 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 in a play. And this is like all happening on a stage. And then it cuts back, and then you're like, "Oh, you're all of a sudden you're watching a movie." Let me guess, so it's weird. Let me guess, a lot of wide shots with one character in the middle just staring at the camera. There's a lot of that, a lot, a lot of that. Well, but quite- there were there were moments that I thought were fun. You- but like, it's all it is. It's like a series of like cute, weird things that he does, and cool camera shots, and it looks like a. Norman Rockwell painting or like a postcard from the fifties or something, which is, which is incredible color grading. Yeah. Which, that, uh, yeah. It's all like that. And, and cinematography. Yeah. Like that retro. So pastel. if you look at it for that, yeah. yeah, I don't think it's a great movie though. Quite a cast though. Jason Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jeffrey Wright, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton. Everybody's in it. Yeah, everybody. Everybody. I think everybody from Fast X yeah, is in it. Everybody too. that wasn't in, in Fast X is in this one. The remaining. Yeah, they made two movies that year. Liv Schreiber. That was it. Uh, everybody was. Would you recommend this one? If you're Wes Anderson into his weird. I don't stuff? think it's his best, okay. but I think that if you want to just spend some. It's a short. Okay. Shortish. It's 100 minutes. Okay. Hmm. So, uh, you know, you can kind of like. I don't think it's going to grab a lot of people's attention. You, you, there's a couple of cute things you might like in it. You know, I don't think I've ever sat down and watched a Wes Anderson. A Wes Anderson. They're weird. I think weird. Royal Tenenbaums, this is Crown Jewel. That's my opinion. Oh, These are OR scrubs. Oh, are they? That's Rushmore. That's my favorite. <laughs> oh, I love Rushmore. Rushmore is great, too. Royal Tenenbaums but, is great. I haven't seen some of them. It's very much an acquired taste. Anthony, yeah. he's, he's a weird one. I know. Uh, I've seen... I mean, the, 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 there was a whole thing in, in the social media community about making anything, making things in your life like a Wes Anderson trailer. Yeah, there was the whole AI trend where they were making move, Star Wars trailers as if it was a Wes Anderson movie. It wasn't anything, though. Like, yeah, it was everything. Restaurants and yeah. life and anything yeah. was a Wes Anderson trailer. Yeah. yeah. So heard, Moonrise Kingdom wasn't bad. I heard either. Grand Budapest Hotel is pretty good. I've not yep. seen it. Uh, okay, I'll do one more. This this is a fun movie. It's on Hulu. It's called Self Reliance. It is from uh, Jake Johnson, who is from New Girl, and the voice of Peter B. Parker in the Amazing Spider Man movies. This is his directorial debut. He wrote it. He stars in it. He directed it. Here's what it's about. It's about Jake playing this character who's kind of a, has a routine life. Yeah, his name's Tommy. He's a loser. Doesn't have a lot of friends. And right in the beginning, a limo shows up with Andy Samberg in it, playing himself. Uh, this guy, Tommy, gets in the limo. He gets dropped off at this warehouse. He meets these European people, and they tell him, you have been selected to participate in this reality show on the dark web. Here's the rules. If you're in, you are going to be hunted for 30 days. People are going to try to kill you. You just have to survive. Now, they're like, the hunters can be all over the world. They may not even get to your city. The only loophole is they can only kill you when you're alone. So if you're with someone within striking distance, a couple of feet constantly, they can't kill you. They can only kill you when you are left alone. And Tommy th- thinks about this. He's like, my life sucks. He's like, fuck it. I'll play. 
All right. <laughs> so this game proceeds to happen. He tells his family they don't believe him. He hires a homeless guy to stay with him. He puts a Craigslist ad, a vague Craigslist ad in uh, talking about this. And for a while, you're not sure if this is actually happening to him or if it's in his head and he's losing it. Somebody answers this Craigslist ad saying, I'm also playing this game. It's Anna Kendrick. And then they kind of bond. They spend some days together. The end is crazy. It's kind of a fun movie. It has you guessing the whole time whether this is actually happening or whether this is him uh, trying to deal with the pressures of his life. And throughout it, it helps him get closure on certain things on his life. But I thought it was, I thought it was a really good movie. It had me the whole time because I was like, I need to find out if this is actually fucking happening. Does he win this thing at the end? What happens? You do get a definitive answer, but it can also be read one of two ways. So, Oh, yeah. But I thought it, as for Jake's first time directing and writing, I thought it was. It was you liked it. Yeah, it was a fun movie. Right. It kept me interested the whole time. And I was like, would I do this? I don't know. We get a million dollars, 30 days. So that's on Hulu. Wow. 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 <laughs> and uh, that's it. And how is role? What is role play? Oh, Give me a quick role quick play set on Amazon is Kaylee Kuoko, David Ayoyello. Uh, it's an action comedy. Roleplay is essentially John Wick light. If John Wick was a woman and was married and had a family and was lying to them. That's basically it. Okay. There's a, there's a, there's a company called the sovereign that's after her, just like the high table. She wants to get out. She is an assassin. She has killed a lot of people. She's been lying to her family. He finds out. And then a whole bunch of shit happens. I will tell you one thing about this movie. It was all right. It's fun. It's a fun watch. You kind of forget about it. It's great to throw on in the background. But if I was married to Kaylee Cuoco, she's so hot that if she came up to me and she said, by the way, I'm a hired assassin. I've killed many people. Sorry, I've been lying to you. I just instantly I'd be like, you know what? That's cool. No problem. You're Kaylee Cuoco. She's so hot. You She could get away with this. All right. That's oh, all wow. I'm saying. I never, I've never heard him run um, fawn over a female like this. I, I never watched Big Bang Theory, but like she's great in flight attendant, and I kind of become a fan of the Kaylee Cuoco. And so she does a little bit of action. There's something nice. about her. I don't know. Something about okay, her. Okay, you, wow. so you like you like her. I do like the Kaylee Cuoco. Hey, you, and she's the voice. She's of Harley the voice Quinn. of Harley Quinn, and she does a great job at that. So maybe that's part no, of that. That's what it that is. I, I watched a movie that's similar to this. Yeah, I forgot to mention. Lost City came out years ago. Oh, Channing Tatum Sandra and Bullock. Sandra yeah, Bullock. I heard this movie is really good. And, there's this. If you if you watch it, it's about a uh, girl who writes like adventure, like romance novels, yeah. and then she's uh, thrust into one in real life because of circumstances. But um, Brad Pitt is in it. Yeah, yeah, and he's fucking amazing in it. And the scenes that he's in is fucking worth watching just for that. It's an all right movie. It's I, yeah. not, it's not, it's not going to change your life, but Brad Pitt's great. I meant to watch it. Cause everyone's like, this is actually a pretty good movie. I watched the whole fucking thing. That's also I was rem- like, reminds me of that movie Argyle that's coming out with Bryce Dallas. Yeah, I Henry think Campbell. these are all these like romancy yeah. type action with some action yeah, in it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. There's a night and day. Remember that I one? I still got to watch killers of the flower moon. It's on Apple TV plus. I will watch salt burn. I know. I got, those are the movie. two I got to get to. Oh, watch the holdover. So Saltburn. Oh, God. I've, yeah. I've heard some things about that. Uh, yeah. movie. All they Should did- I not watch it, Anthony? <laughs> or do you want me to watch uh, it? I mean, I haven't movie. watched it, but I've heard some. I've 
literally I've heard about what specific scenes in there, and I, I was repulsed. I don't know. Well, if, I'll ever if watch you that. watched uh, the Globes, according to Joe Coy's joke, apparently Barry Keoghan's penis plays a big part in the movie. It's, it's not real enough. Weird. I want to watch. Should I watch it now? I'm gonna watch yeah. it because I heard it's weird. it's crazy. I don't know. It's uh, who who's directed it? Um, um it. Uh, the director that is known for like these psychological thrillers, uh, right? It's it's Emerald Fennell. Yeah, oh, so she it's did Emerald um, Fennell. Yes, yeah, I like she did her. Promising young woman. That was a great movie. Yeah. Oh, well, that's right. If you're into like, but I've heard this is real weird. She was in Barbie. Emerald Fennell as Midge. Oh. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I like Promising Young Woman, and I like Emerald Fennell. So I'm a, yeah, I would expect the same kind of weirdness. Weirder. And uh, that, I was described a scene that I, I almost threw up. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Jesus! All right, well, I'm, does that mean does that make you want to watch it more? I don't know. Me, no, no. I, me personally, no. I'm curious though. The fuck? No. Yeah. All right, uh, lots of stuff that, out there. My, my, my butthole is now puckered up, and I can't go to the bathroom. <laughs> you can't yeah. Relax the cocks, rugs. It's the end of the show. Where can the listener find you online? Uh, you can. Where can you find me now? Yeah, I think I have, a, I have a. I have a new. I'm going to announce. Oh, oh! I have a new uh, profile on Twitter. Oh, do you have it really? What is the handle? It is the Rug Boy Sh- Rug Boy Show. Wow! It doesn't so, roll off the tongue like really Rug Boy, but what best I could come up with. Well, I. Uh, it's a long story, but basically, <laughs> look. This is what happens: you make a fucking account and you change phones, change phone numbers. And all, all you lose all the things that you did when you signed up. Now, this is 10 years later. I don't fucking have the same phone, the same phone number, any of that shit. So I can't get back into my, my Twitter account. Shit, to do you can't anything. even point people to the new one now. Well, why not? Because you can't get into the old one, right? So how are you going to tell people I'm I, over I, here? Now? I'm doing it. Right I just did. Yes. Well, here's so, I, rug boy show. I just I'm your second follower. We just started following Jock and Nerd. So at rug boy show is rugs new Twitter account. Everybody. Follow him there right away. Get him some numbers. Immediately. I have one follower and it's Imran. Yes. <laughs> it's sad. But new it's a new year and a new Twitter handle for rugs. That's you all. know, I can't even I wanted to like close the old Twitter. Well, I can't even yes, it's always it's gonna just, be there. It's there forever. It'll get you canceled in about twenty years. Don't worry. So yeah, well I'll dig something up. Anthony, where can the listener find you? Uh, you can find me online at Really Rugboy. <laughs> uh, that's his old that's, one. I'm no. the one that took over that. Account. Oh, you can see Squatty got the old fucking Twitter dummy. You motherfucker. Stupid <laughs> X. Anyways, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Make sure you share the show, listener. Spread it around like the disease we are. We'd appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. This is going great. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. Thing I open your chest to be a cop and you and blow you it. Jock and nerd. <laughs>